Now they'll move it to Axe. Look in the middle, dunk score. The roommates, bridge to Mormando. On today's episode of The Lax Lounge, we sit down and talk with our good friend, Nate Mazurk. Nate talks about his experience going to an all-boys high school and the chaos he's witnessed firsthand, as well as his freshman year playing Division I lacrosse during peak COVID policies. We then shift to why he decided to come to Cabrini and what it is like to live at the infamous house on Henry Avenue, where his open-door policy has caused some iconic moments. Finally, Nate talks about his experience watching the Eagles win Super Bowl 52, and this year seeing them come up just short against the Chiefs. We wrap up with a draft of things to do when it snows, where we get to reminisce on snow days as a kid as Philadelphia weather transitions into summer. Overall, this was a great conversation with Nate that quickly might make him a fan favorite guest. As always, make sure to subscribe and leave a rating, along with voting for who had the best draft. Let's send it over to the lounge. Nate Mazurik from Don Bosco Prep. Welcome into the Lux Lounge. Thanks for having me, fellas. Look at this guy. It is our pleasure. The biggest smile just came onto his face. <laughs> like, this is one of these more smiley guys, I think, that we have in probably the Philadelphia area, Nick, wouldn't you say? Beautiful smile. Thanks, thanks, Mando. I appreciate that. Truly, truly, yeah. Big smile. Always, always smiling around campus. Yeah. On the lacrosse field. Hell yeah. Nate, how are you? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. You know, our audience may may or may not know you, so quickly, just a little, tell us about yourself. Man. Yeah, they, they've just, heard your name drop more than a few times yeah, on this pod. More than a few. He, so, he lives at Henry. Yes. If, you know. Yeah, so I'm one of the troublemakers there. Uh, I'm also on the lacrosse team, and I'm from North Jersey. Beautiful. Beautiful. So i Prefist that you went to uh, Don Bosco Prep. Tell yes, me, sir. Tell me just a little bit about that. Oh, you know, it's uh, so what we like to call it is the frat house on Franklin Ave. Uh, all boys school kind of gets chaotic. I'm sure Fridgey knows all about it. Oh yeah, a lot of good times, good lacrosse, great academics. You you already know. Um, a lot of memories made there. Love it. So my question, I guess, were great academics at Don Bosco. Were you an academic warrior in high school? Dude, I never stopped being an academic warrior. I started right from kindergarten, and I'm still going now. Pre-K? Uh, Pre-K was a little little blurry, but okay. yeah, did my best. 4.0 his entire life. <laughs> I love that. I love to hear that. Hell yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Well, on that, who cares? Um, so Yeah, we don't talk about school. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk, talk about school. Fast. It's summer. It's I summer tried, now, yeah. So. I, I so tried once, and I got it shot down really fast. Yeah, yeah it's okay, though. It's okay. We can talk about school from You time. live and you it's learn. Fun. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, you're in the Lax Lounge. What are your opinions about being in the Lax Lounge? Have you listened to any of our previous episodes? I have. Okay. Um, and honestly, I'm a little nervous because this this is a big deal. This Pe- is no people, joke. People actually listen to us. Yeah, like... It's pretty crazy. I'm right. thinking this is going to like blow up soon. Hey, we are at almost 500 total views throughout Holy the eight boy. episodes that we put out. This will be nine, I believe. We are... We are, like you said, just two college kids, just living the lax life, making a podcast and talking about it. And I think the best part of what we do and why it's so entertaining is because we're just recording conversations that we would have regardless. Yeah, dude, my mom said to me uh, yesterday, actually, I was home, she was like, I love, like, I get to know the people, like, that are on, because you guys are just, like, talking to them. It's not, like, anything crazy, but it's, like, a conversation, and, like... People open up like they seem comfortable. That's why, like, Nate, when he first came in, he's like, so what are we going to talk about? Like, what are, what are the topics? 
And we both looked at him and we're like, we'll figure that out on the fly. Like, that's kind of how we do it. Like, we don't really have much that we plan out. I mean, we know you pretty well. So you think? We, I, I, I feel like I know you uh, half decently. Yeah, I mean, you sit next to me in the locker room. That's true. That's true, yeah. I've lived with you for a cumulative two weeks of my life now. Facts. And I feel like the last year I've been over at your house way too many times. And the amount of uh, memories that we have made on uh, Henry Avenue here has been outstanding. Tell me a little bit about how you, because you lived on campus last year. Yep. And then decided to move off and you got the house that is closest to campus out of all the ones that we have in really the school, I would say. Uh, and you've been able to really use that as a good, like, kind of bonding place. Like, always having people over, whether it's to watch a game, to just hang out. Like, what was that experience like moving off campus and kind of being the guy who, he, you are Henry Avenue. Like, you and the guys are Henry. Like, how does that feel? I mean, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Like, no matter what, the door is always open. We always joke the only time the door gets locked is when we either leave the house to like go for like a long like a long amount of time or when we're sleeping and other than that the door's always open and then of course we got you always knocking like a weirdo everybody else is just more than welcome to walk in you don't even have to text us you don't call us just you want to hang out the fellas are there we're always down to hang out and do some fun stuff nate makes a unique reference because every time i walk into his house or really any house i will knock and it's become a known thing. And he it's gives very me, annoying. He gives me shit for it every <laughs> single time. I give you shit time. for it every time. <laughs> and now, I, like, I have to make a point of doing it because at, at the beginning I would just do it because it's, like, kind of out of respect. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to walk in instead of just barging in. And now I have to do it because, one, I know it pisses you off. And, two, it's the signal that it's me. Like, you know for a fact when that door opens, I will be behind it. It's not the, ooh, who do we have walking in today? Yeah, every single time I hear that knock and we all just look at each other and we go, oh, Fridge is, Fridge is here. Like, and then you walk in with that stupid smile on your face. The best smile <laughs> ever. Uh, I was telling in the Dylan show, we were saying how like we had 930 lift together on Mondays. And every time, because you live right down the road, you'd wake up at like nine twenty, maybe like so nine twenty-five. There, there were days that lift. I hope Dustin doesn't hear this. There were days where he's we a listener. Just, I'm pretty sure we start at nine thirty, and I am getting out of bed. I remember one time it was nine twenty-three. I left the house at like nine twenty-six, and ironically that day, Dustin came up to me. He's like, "Nate, what, what are you tired?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" And he's like you look tired and you're working out tired. I was like, oh, my, my bad. Like had to learn my lesson the hard way. Tried to wake up at least a couple minutes before that. But as Fridge knows, I am not a morning person. And like he was about to say, oh, I am a I, morning person. I see that smile and I, at nine in the morning and I do not like it because I definitely do not have a smile on my face. And I love it. And it actually, like, even on days when I'm just not really feeling it, you know, like, when you actually are tired or it's like, shoot, there's a lot of things I would rather be doing than lifting at 930 in the morning. When I do put on that smile, again, kind of just to piss you off, but also it just, like, it instantly makes me feel happier. But also, like, you got to love it. Hell yeah. Monday morning, like, just starting the week hot with the fellas, just, like, getting after it. That is one of my favorite, like, things. I love having the morning lift early in the week. And just overall, like, I'm a big lift in the morning kind of guy. 
because I like one to kind of check that box, not just saying like, oh, I want to go through the motions and like get it done early, but being able to say like, okay, I have an entire workout done. I feel so accomplished. And then the rest of my day is wide open. Oh, yeah. So I can do whatever. And I don't I have need. classes on Monday either. So I would literally just come back and that's ironically where I would do my most cleaning around the house. Oh. Come home, eat some breakfast, clean the house. That's how you start your Monday. Get off on the right foot. Oh, yeah. That's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. He's a motivated man. Hell so yeah. are you the house mom of Henry? Uh, okay, so everybody does their part, but I'm kind of the the neat freak. I, like, I remember one time I was, like, cleaning, and Gers just walks in and goes, what's wrong? And I go, what? He goes, you're cleaning. Like, you're being, like, crazy. And I'm like, oh, uh, like, you know, there was, it was, like, a little dirty. And he goes, well, well, let me guess, was there a little speck of dust and you decided to deep clean the whole house? I was like, yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how it always goes. There's a little bit. Just children at play. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that until now. Woo, they're having a blast. I was about to close the door, but I don't know. It's just a nice natural ambiance. Might do a cartwheel. <laughs> Being in the lounge. Um, but, Nate, another interesting thing about you is you are in the likes of Dillian McManus, who is a transfer into Cabrini. You came here last year as a sophomore, and now you are a, well, now you're a sophomore with us, or you're a junior, technically? Well, I'm going to be, this is, I'm going into my fourth year of college now, but when you transfer, a lot of stuff happens with credits and the way things happen, so I'm a, I'm a couple credits behind, which classifies me in your guys' grade. Gotcha. And then eligibility-wise, I have plenty of years because of my redshirt year, my freshman year, and then when I got injured last year, so I medically, I had the medical hardship form, I believe it's called. Yeah. So I, since I wasn't able to step on the field because of my injury, I have all those years of eligibility. Yeah, talk about Hartford for a little bit. Well, you know. Tell us about that. Um, kind of went at a bad time yeah you Obviously, were covid you, you were like, freshman in college during covid like yeah d- what is that experience like also playing lacrosse because you did you really have a full season was it kind of like backed so, off like, honestly i we played six games um i look at that as kind of like and obviously the people i met all that the relationships i built and the memories i had like that's awesome but like it's almost like that year didn't happen. Like, that's how it seems. Like, last year, gives, gave as a sophomore, my first year at Cabrini, gave me freshman year vibes. And it was just kind of like, you, didn't, you couldn't really do much. Nobody could. It was actually really cool because, like, we all lived here at Cabrini. Everybody lives in the same or in different, like, buildings and stuff. Since it was COVID, they put us all together on two floors. And we had two floors to ourselves. So it was a lot of fun, but, like, because of COVID, like, no, there was nothing we could do. Like, we couldn't, I, like, if one kid was in your room, you got in trouble. And like, I, had, I had to go to a meeting with the school uh, because one kid was in my room on, like, a Sunday night watching, NFL, like, watching Sunday night football. Had to go through, me and my roommate had to go through meetings. Like, it was no joke. Really? The locker room, we didn't use the locker room for the whole fall. Everything, we had masks on the field. Our lifts were, like, on the field. Like, they would bring stuff out onto the field, and you'd lift at, like, like 7 in the morning in the cold with a mask on, just, like, on the turf. Wow. It just, like, wasn't it wasn't real. Like yeah. It, just it, extreme. Yeah. It was just it, – it feels like it was, like, fake. I mean, I remember 
our freshman year, first semester, we still had to deal with like a lot of the policies like it that. It was nothing like that. Because we had, it was the room limit for how many people we could have in one room because of like social distancing stuff. You could have double the amount of people that are supposed to be in the room plus one. So if it was a two person, you could have five in there. If it was a three person, you could have seven, so on. And I think last, the first couple weeks in, we were just like, hanging out a bunch of us like watching it was a ufc fight like we had a bunch of people over to i think it was gers and jano's room and we we're just it was the jake paul it um, was it was tyron woodley number one i believe and we had a ton of kids in the room and we were getting rowdy we we're just like you know watching a fight having fun and our ra knocks on the door and she like calls out jano and gers and she's like okay i'm not gonna write you up for this but just an fyi like you can't be doing this because if somebody else finds you, they're going to write you up and you're going to have to go to a hearing and it's going to be a big Yeah, I went, I went through that hearing for one kid on a Sunday night who was in my room for 10 minutes. And ironically, we, since we were all together, like, yeah, like we had a lot of fun, but like the one time we got caught was with one kid and not the other time where 10 of our friends were in the room. It was... That's always like, how it you know seems what I, to be. Like, how could that one singular time be the, be the one time like that it happened? It's all about the RA that's doing their rounds. Yeah. It's the one that wants to be the police officer and get everything on their uh, name so that they can be like, yeah, I'm upholding the law. I'm following the rules. I'm doing whatever I need to keep everyone safe. That's, that's why last year, like, I actually felt like my freshman year. Because even though, like, for the first couple of weeks we had those rules, like... It didn't really matter. It was practically almost over. Like, that's, I was like, oh, so, like, this is what college is. And even without that, like, when it was over, I was like, okay, so, like I just said, this is what college is. Like, that's not, my freshman year, that that was not college. That was prison. Yeah, so what was your transition like going from D1 to Cabrini uh, and not even that? Kind of just, how did you, when did you decide that you wanted to come to Cabrini? Uh, Well, I was just like, hanging out in my room one night and I was in the portal for a couple days and my recruiting director from my club team, NJ Riot, texted me and was like, hey, like Cabrini just texted me, like they want to get on the phone with you. And then Garland called me and it was honestly just very simple. Like Garland called me, I talked to him for like 20 minutes maybe. And then I think I went on a visit the next week and I think in I went, out, I went to a couple other schools, and then by two weeks later, I was committed to Cabrini. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was simple. When you stepped on campus, did you kind of just be like, yeah? Oh, I don't. I fell in love. Like, a lot of people, like, kind of, like, think of Cabrini, like, oh, like, it's so, like, random. How could you love it? And it's. I think it's perfect for me. It's literally just a campus, and, like, it almost seems like the middle of the woods. Like, you're just in the, you're just out there. Like, there's trees everywhere. It's beautiful. It's small. I never wanted to go to a big school. Like, people say it's a big high school, and I'm kind of like, that's kind of how it feels. Like, that's good for me. I like the smaller classes. I like knowing people around campus, and you just get better relationships that way, I think. I 100% agree. So I think do I. When I came for my visit, this was the first big school that I, like, actually went and checked out where, like, I met with the coaches, got the full tour and everything. And I knew from the moment that – well, actually, like, even funnier, I had come to Cabrini – three years prior with city side because really yeah i did not know that so this is wild just how everything kind of turned out but we were here in philly for nxc philly 
We were staying in KOP. And is that the one in Downingtown at like United, yeah, United Sports? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we were just kind of going around. We had just finished the tournament. Our flight was later in the day, so we were you know, going around looking at schools. We came to Cabrini because Colton had gone here, obviously. So he um, he wasn't with us, but our coaching staff brought us in. We went on to Edith Rob Dixon Field. Took a, the greatest uh, field in America. 100%. We took a photo in the stands, and we were walking around, and it's – insanely ironic because i remember driving in and we went down the road around and parked i think by the dorms or like in the parking garage and we saw the backside of founders and the first thing that i said and i was like this is a college like because if you drive around cabrini and you see founders like where the parking lot is it looks very out of place yeah no that's it's it's a look it's a weird campus yeah i don't know why i just seem to love it so we parked down uh, by the dorms, whatever, and we were walking up. We were trying to figure out how to get to the field, and you'll never guess who was fucking leading the charge, like following all the signs, you, looking at a map that got our team to the field. I'll give you a spoiler hint. His name's his last name is a kitchen appliance, and it was me. I was up in the front, <laughs> and I was literally being a tour guide at Cabrini before I was a tour guide at Cabrini. Like, thinking about that in, in retrospect, it's, it's wild. Crazy how things work. <laughs> it, it is. It is. So it's really crazy when i came to visit in what september 2020 we came out here and i just kind of like you said fell in love like everything was really what i was looking for i liked how i could stand out i think that was the big thing that golf really pushed with me is like i can be the person who's able to get involved really easily and I can make my experience like really cool, really fast, and that's something I had a big exactly school. That's exactly what you did. Yeah, yeah. Like at a bigger school, I'd have to wait my sophomore, junior year to even think about being a broadcaster. I was doing that within a month at Cabrini, within a couple weeks. Uh, being like a student ambassador, doing tours, like that's usually an upperclassman gig. I was doing that a month into Cabrini. Like it was really cool. I was able to kind of pick up where I left off in high school because I was also very heavily involved, did a lot, and take that into my college career. And I mean, I, I'm Mr. Cabrini now. Like I fucking <laughs> love this place. And I try to tell everybody that I give the tour to, it's like if somebody from Seattle, Washington can find this place, fall in love with it, and choose to come back, there's something about it that you should really consider. Yeah. Like, this place is, for lack of a better word, this place is pretty magical. Um, and it's, I, I don't know, I it, the spell is completely on me. Like I'm, I love it. Exactly. I know Nick loves it, right? Yeah, I love it. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. Mother Cabrini. Yeah, Mother Cabrini is, uh, she's, she did some wonders here. Yeah, she did. She did some great stuff for us. So, Nate, tell me a little bit about your experience going to an all-boys school. What was Don Bosco like? <laughs> oh because it sounds very similar, but extremely different at the same time than what I went through. So, I'll give you, I'll explain it in one, obviously I'll go more detail, but if I got one word to describe that school, it's chaos. Absolute chaos. There is just, it's, it's like you're watching a movie. And you don't believe... Like, there's things that I would see in class that just was, like, unbelievable. Like, kids, like... I remember one time, because obviously you wear the slip-on dress shoes, the, the penny loafers. Just as one example, like, the... We're in the middle of class. We were just, like, messing around. And this kid goes, all right, like, let's see how, like, 
before I can punt this water bottle. And he punts the water bottle. And his shoe falls off and just goes through the roof. <laughs> Literally just goes through the ceiling. Like, and it was just like, okay, like, the teacher was like, okay, like, let's just, like, pretend that didn't happen. Like, who cares? Just, like, ceiling's broken. There's dust on the floor. Yeah. It's in shambles. Anyways, back to what we were saying in English class. Like. Yeah, exactly. And, like, just also where, like, where I went to high school, uh, it's a very good football school. So, the the football games would be would have ten thousand people there. It'd be on ESPN, like not all of them, obviously, like just the rival, like Bosco Berry, and it's one of the biggest rivals in the country. Like Friday night, like Friday during the school school day, like it's like in between class, it's like all right, like we're meeting. There's like a thing that goes through some like Instagram, and pe- we're just meeting somewhere, and like we're just causing chaos in the middle of campus at like eleven a.m. on a Friday. Like screaming, going nuts, and then you go home, you get all, you get ready, you come back to school, and you're just like getting fired up, like in your whatever, like uh, I don't know what the word is for, like whatever theme it is, Mm -hmm. and you just like walk up the hill, and the lights are on, and there's just ten thousand people there, and it's just out of a movie. It's just five hundred kids running up, not five hundred, you know what I mean, or like. You're walking up the hill, and it's just, just like 100, 200, 300 kids just screaming, getting ready to watch top-notch football. That's, like, that's insane because I I think that's really interesting because my football team was also very good for our state. We were a perennial, like, deep playoff team. We won the state championship my freshman year. We were in the state championship sophomore, junior, senior year. And just hearing the difference between what we saw good football at, because like we would have big crowd for our games. We'd play right under the Space Needle, which is Seattle Memorial Stadium. Beautiful site. We we wouldn't ever fill it out, but it'd be a solid like two, three thousand people. Like a really good crowd. Student sections were nuts. We'd always have, like you said, the theme, whether it's whiteout, neon, uh, maroon and gold was always good. Suits and ties like formal it was always insanely i think the beach out was the best the beach we've the done beach that. out was nothing compared to that we bring a slip and slide to the pregame yep. it was crazy we would do that for basketball or when we played the school rainier beach and it was always beach closed theme so like you would go out and people had the sign where it's like the beach is closed because we were about to pummel them and basketball is a little different they're really good but no that's it that's really the magic of an all-boys school is those moments where you can just be delinquents outside of school. Yeah, no, it's chaos. Like, just walking into... It was crazy. Like, you know, like, your typical, like, oh, you're walking you're walking from your car to school and you're just like, oh, like, I have to go to school. Like, I would be walking, I'd be like, all right, so like, what chaos is going to happen today? Like, what's, what's going to go down today? And I'd be, like, actually, like, excited. You'd walk into homeroom and already some fucked up shit's going on. Kids are going crazy at 7 in the morning, and you're like, oh, my guys, it's 7 in the morning. But then you just buy in. You're like, all right, this, this is how we're doing it today? Like, cool. Like, let's do it. Yeah. It definitely took me a while to get used to going from public school to that. Where totally different. I think my favorite memories I'd always have is, like, our morning prayers, or we would pray before every class. And in most of them, it would be, like, a rotation. Like, okay, you go through the alphabet, and every person leads the prayer on a different day. So we would do intentions. 
where you would call forth your intentions to the Lord, oh, blah, blah, God. blah. And these guys <laughs> would have the greatest intention. My AP English class and even my English class in 10th grade, we would always have this guy, Eamon Schaffer, every single day from the moment we stepped on campus, he would pray for JV soccer. <laughs> it, would be at the, it, it would be at the end. Um, our teacher, Ms. Basil, would kind of just be like, all right, guys, like, let's keep it reverent. Like, let's actually like make sure that we're um, using this wisely and not just like wasting time. So the first two would be like, oh, yeah, I want to pray for like good health or pray for this person who's sick. And then it'd be like, I want to pray for everyone in Mr. Belinden's class because we have a test today and it's probably going to be awful, but we're all going to do great and we hope that God's got us. Eamon would be like, I want to pray for JV soccer. I'd start praying for JV lacrosse. I'd call out like, oh, I want to pray for this guy because he had a really good game yesterday. It was basically your time to like just announce stuff that was going on. It was great. So speaking of that, I remember one time, it was sophomore year math class. Or I think, what do you take in, I think it's sophomore year. Algebra. No, um, like when you're taking the driver's test, like the perm, like the, the the driver's ed test, like the written test. Okay, yeah. So I think that was sophomore year, and in math we prayed before every single test, and the kid led the prayer, and he had his driver's ed test, like two periods later, and literally just like started off going like, yeah, like I'd like to say a prayer, like when he's leading it, he's like. Um, I don't really care about this math test at all. Like, I literally couldn't care less. Like, I got my driver's test, like, coming up. Got to write that down. Like, please help me with that. Like, this test, this math test sucks. Like, I know I'm going to fail. I, I don't, I couldn't give less of a shit about this test. And we're just sitting there like, wow. And the teacher was just like, like, head down. Just like, oh, my God. Like, and, like, we're all just like, we don't care about this. Like, he's all we care, all, like, it's just that other test that's going on. And it's just like. That's what he was praying. Of. Like that's what would happen in the prayers. And, like it's kind of messed up, but like it's just Hilarious. like the little, the stupid stuff where it's just like, Things oh, like that, that just changed. happened. Yeah. Like imagine if that happened, what, 60, 70 years ago? Oh like, my in god. In your school? Yeah. Like in a Catholic school like that? Oh my god. We always would hear the story from alumni of like when the brothers would work at our school because we didn't have any um, priests. We didn't have any of the like ordained brothers. Um, from I think it was like the Edmund Rice Christian Brothers is who we were. We didn't have any of them teaching; they had all left. But talking to alumni, like they were strict. Uh, so at Bosco, the alumni would talk because of my brothers. They were alumni, and it was even worse before. Like as I was going through, they were trying to crack down, and even then, you can't crack down on no two thousand high school boys. Like there's just no. You can't Wait, do it. Bosco was 2,000 people. I don't know. I'm, that was just a number off okay, the top okay. of my head. 1,000, 2,000. It wasn't a big school. It wasn't a huge school, but it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a small school. Okay, because we were 400. So maybe, we were okay, really so no, we were definitely bigger than that, but maybe 800 to 1,200, that area, 2,000 was an exaggeration. Yeah. But still, like, you can't control that many guys. No. It's just impossible. And half the kids are there just to play sports. They don't care about the school. Like, you're just there to have a fun time and win some games and go to a good college hell yeah that was uh our big discipline guy was dean mcgee who was a he's an alum he played football forget where i think it was d1 big dude like he's jacked and uh he would always be walking around the hallways and the way you knew it is he's he'd have his keys and they'd be jingling that's exactly like our dean of discipline the keys when you hear those keys it's like he was the one guy everybody feared. Everybody feared Dean McGee, except unless you were on the football team because he was 
pretty light on you, but like you still respected him a lot. But every time you'd walk down the hall with the K's, you'd hear them jingling, and everyone sits up in their chair, make sure their shirt's tucked in, like nothing. They're not uh, doing anything crazy. Code. Like I got a couple dress code detentions. That was most of my detentions. They like give you a detention, but like nobody really cares about dress code. Like I would wear pajamas under my khakis. I'd wear just literally this, the exact thing I'm wearing. If for those who can't see, it's just a, it's just a Don Bosco lacrosse like crew neck. I wouldn't even wear a polo, and I'd wear UGG slippers. And they, I would just take you just take it attention, you take yeah. attention. You go for 15, 20 minutes, and then the guy looks at you and goes, "All right, like get the hell out of here. Like I don't care about like what you did." The only time I actually had to stay, the full distance was when I got a detention for throwing my shoe across the room and hitting a kid in the face. That was kind of funny, but like that was totally worth it. Not yeah. gonna lie. Talking about hitting kids <laughs> in the faces with stuff. Uh, buddy back home i'm not gonna say his name for um reasons for legal reasons <laughs> we were in the launch in the uh the cafeteria and like i think it was eighth grade probably like eighth grade yeah and he like we were just like tossed it was like trying to like preemptively start a uh, like a food fight and he picks up this ham and cheese sandwich on like white bread and just launches it <laughs> right hits this kid square in the face it's a random kid, square in the face. I'll never forget it. I saw the impact. Uh, the craziest thing that was thrown in my time out of day, we had this guy. I actually almost brought him up because this was one of our prayers the rest of the year. Uh, we had this guy, John P., who was special needs, I would say, um, on the spectrum. But genius kid, like really smart. I never uh, really got to know him i was just not in any of his classes but he was one of those where like he gets set off pretty easily one of the pranks that somebody did was in our health class which our teacher was mr anderson and i think he was like he's very old uh, a seasoned veteran in health education but somebody started playing a dog whistle and anderson couldn't hear it obviously because he's you know past that everybody else could and especially John P. could hear it, and he starts flipping out. He's like, who's playing that? Who's doing that? Somebody stop. Get it to stop. Get it to stop. Mr. Anderson doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and he's just like, what is happening? He's just losing it. I think he throws him out of class. That's what I, would, uh, what I heard. But the most iconic thing was actually my buddy Chad, who was only there for a year. Um, but he was... In one of their classes, I think it was Spanish class, and John P. like made a comment to him or something, and like Chad just really wasn't feeling it that day, so it might have said something back, and it set John P. off, and so John P. throws his Surface across the classroom, his Surface tablet, oh my God. his computer, he yeets it at the wall, it b- shatters. Um, and he just like throws an absolute fit. The teacher throws him out. I'm pretty sure. And the rest of the year, we would always pray not only for John P, but every once in a while, because he after that he like I'm pretty sure they asked him to leave because he just never came back. But everyone would always pray for John P and uh, surface tablets in his future. <laughs> we had iPads. A couple of iPads got broken throughout my four years. We were a Chromebook school. We had their Chromebooks in elementary, middle, and high school for me, public school. We used to just rip Fortnite when, the, when it came out on mobile. Really? We would just rip Fortnite in the middle of class. We would always have, like, the, I mean, Slither.io when that got big. 
Everyone was playing that. Uh, what was the other one we'd always play together? Uh, it was a game where like you could join in as a group, and everybody would just be. It was like a shooter. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, high school at an all boys school. If if you don't know, you never will know. Uh, yeah, and some people just like will never understand. Yeah, and some of the things that there's so many things I want to say that I just like you can't I can't tell you on this podcast what went down there like the things I'm saying here like that's oh that's the moderate that's stuff the that was day by iceberg. day like there's there was terrible things that went down I can't believe that school still stands after some of the things I've seen it's ridiculous that's all boys schools for you yeah it's uh like if you've never just seen a bunch of high school boys just being guys you never will understand because you don't have to impress anybody. You don't, you're not worried about, like, any girls in your classes. You are just guys being guys. Yeah. It's the most wholesome thing ever. It's awesome. And I loved every second I spent at O'Day. Me too, man. Except at Bosco. <laughs> Except at Bosco. Yeah. Gotta love in her, bro. Yeah, what, any, uh, well, obviously some crazy shit's gone down at Interboro. Like, you've told me. Because even my, like, my public school, I'd say, was crazier than O'Day because of the extent of like some of the stuff like there wasn't really ever any big fights at O'Day because like nobody really needed to I mean, no there was never there, there were never a, fights at Bosco there was never a big fight there was a few like you know pushing and shoving matches I didn't even see those the only fights I ever saw was those bullshit I'd like oh we're gonna slap box after after school like that, yeah. that stupid shit yeah there was never like an actual like which I was kind of was like pissed off about because like I hear all my friends that went to public school they're like yeah this this big fight broke out in the middle of class I'm like damn like I wish like I wish I could have seen that like that that didn't really go down at Bosco yeah there was definitely fights when I was in high school I just never saw them dude I had a fight start around me my freshman year that's awesome like I'm walking out of the cafeteria during lunch and two guys just start scrumming and the circle forms and I'm inside the circle. And little freshman Friggy is shitting bricks because I'm like, what is going Bobbing on? Bobbing and weaving. Yeah, I'm like, violence. I don't like this. Get me out of here. So I just like slip out. And also like all the administrators were running in, trying to get through the entire crowd. Phones were in the air. It was just a surreal experience. And I was like, holy shit. Honestly, the thing about like my public school, uh, like Nick would come home and like he'd tell me like, Oh, there was another girl fight today. Apparently, the girl fights were more oh big gosh, at the, public schools so much than worse. the guy fights, right? There, there was probably more girl fights in my time at Interborough. That's what like my friends from fights. my local public school would say. They'd be like, "Yeah, most of the time there's a fight. It's two girls." Girl fights are bad too. Like, yeah, from a teacher perspective, because like you can't you can't break them up because like if you're a guy teacher, think about that. Yeah, like, no, no. You either get sucked. But also, by like a girl. they're like brutal, dude. Like, yeah. oh. I feel like a guy will like. Like, girls lands a punch, like, it's over. Like, girls will, like, will fucking kill each other. I feel like also, other. like, when I, I don't, I don't know, like, there's time. I don't know. I feel like when a guy gets broken up, like, when the fight's broken up, it's almost like it's over. Yeah. The one, girls just want to No, exactly. They're not done. Yeah. Ever. It'll be yeah. day after day. They'll keep coming back. Yeah. My dad always talks about those are the hardest or those are the worst fights he's ever had to deal with. Like, ones where it's two passionate girls. I would, I'm not getting. I'm not getting in front of that. Absolutely, not one bit. Two passionate girls. Yeah, they had two passionate girls about hating. Got each one other. with the uh, the Cookie Monster pajamas on. Oh, you ain't. I ain't getting in front the, of that. The fluffy slippers. 
with eating hot Cheetos, uh-huh. no shot am I stepping uh-huh. in front of that. Dude, and they like they'll rip out each other's hair. Oh yeah. Like it's Brutal. unreal. Superman punch off the lockers. Yeah, I wish I could have seen one of those. Oh my gosh, that actually reminds me of probably the greatest video in O'Day history, which will once again sum up an all boys school in one video. It is this was before I got there. The thing I want to say it was 2017. Guys are just in the hallway, and it's when we had lockers, and they're just standing there looking at the camera. The camera's going, and he just does a frog splash against the lockers. In the middle of, not even passing period, just in the middle of class, like, oh, I'm going to use the restroom, and it's just like, crash, and it's fucking hilarious, because you just walked it off like nothing happens. Yeah. And everyone will always, like, use that video of, like, this is the education that you pay for at O'Day. And I'm like, absolutely. Bosco would always... Their like term was empowering young men for life, and I look back, I'm like, oh my god, what a joke. <laughs> Do you feel empowered? I think so. For life. Yeah, Hell for, yeah. For life though, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Like. I was like that out of the womb though. Did you know about it? Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't need Bosco to be empowered. Yeah. That's so, always good. What was it like? You mentioned that you have uh, two older brothers. Growing up. In a family of three <laughs> boys. Oh my god! What was that like? And they both played Division One lacrosse. Yeah. So let's just say, the reason I have the lacrosse skills I have today, are and God bless my brothers for this. They beat the shit out of me in the backyard. Like the amount of times I came in just like crying to my mom because like my brothers just like would put me in the dirt every single day and I'd be like I don't want to go out and play like lacrosse and they're like well you have to you want to be good I'm like yeah and they would just bring me out and just they they bought pole, they were both fogos they bought poles for the backyard strictly for me just so they can beat the shit out yeah, of you yeah beat the living shit out of me we had this one drill called um, it was called what was it? it was just uh, the box and Not they would the set box. up they would set up four cones like, probably, dude, like, the size of, like, this room, maybe. Like, like from that wall to that wall. And they both had poles, and I had a stick with the ball, and I just had to not lose the ball. Rule number one. Ball control. And, like, they would just, like, there's pictures that, like, my grandmother took. Because, like, my parents would just, like, make cocktails and, like, go sit out and, like, watch me just, like, get killed. And I would just have to, like, run for my dear life in this small box and, like, try to not lose the ball. And there's pictures of, like, me just, like, getting thrown on the ground, like, going in, crying. (laughs) I'm, like, 10 years old and my brothers are doing this to me. But it was also, like, that's the reason, like, I'm able to play lacrosse at a high level. Like, God bless them for that. Everything I know about lacrosse, I learned from them. I was saying, just just hearing that story, it – makes a lot of sense why you're so shifty inside as an attackman. That's why I try to, you know how you'll notice in practice, what do I like to do a little too much? I like to split doubles. Yeah, you do, also am like I, to Am just... I successful all the time? No. no. <laughs> do I look like it? I either look, make the sickest play, I either split a double, score a goal, and make the sickest play ever, or I just get stripped. And because of that, also, no matter what, no matter how much practice you have, you can't always split a double. Absolutely. Like, you're just going to get put in the blender and, Especially like, I'll college. do something, and people will be like, Nate, how'd you split that double? And I'm just like, oh, the box. Like, I had to split doubles just, like, on, like, a random Tuesday in the backyard. 
You say it like it's a war flashback. Like Oh, Vietnam oh, flashback for sure. But The box. Yeah. It's oh always my God. the no, box. I hear the box and I, I, I cringe. I get goosebumps. I get nervous. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nate, get it in the box. Nate, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah. Give him some space, coach. Just give him some space. You yeah. said a trigger word. He didn't like that one. The word box is one of my trigger words. That's a fact. How's your box? How's your box? Nate was just like looking on the field. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. How is it? It was awful. His head jolting. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I try to split double teams a little too much. And no, I'm not always successful. What's your favorite lacrosse brand? Cross Maverick, 100%. Big Maverick? Wow. Maverick. Biggest Maverick guy. Maverick uh, all day. You start off with STX like everybody else? I've or? always only had – I've always or actually, my first stick, I don't remember what head I had, is – what is the Wonder Boy? I think it's Wonder Boy. Is yeah, that Maverick. its own – It's definitely Maverick. Yeah, right? So my brother's – ironically, my brother's high school lacrosse coach, Mike Springer – he um, was a four-time All-American at Syracuse, two-time All-American at Ridgewood High School in New Jersey. So when my brother was in high school, I was in, like, second grade. So, like, that's when I was, like, starting. And Mike Springer was, like, one of, like, the co-founders of Maverick and, like, started Maverick with other guys, like, from the top. And so because of that, he would just, like, give my brother's gear because he always just had gear to give to the team. And my brothers would just give me some of that. So I always just use Maverick. Ironically, right now I'm using a um, an Evo, Evo, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's like weird because that's the first time I've not used a Maverick head since I was like eight, nine years old. And Interesting. The reason I'm using it is because it was free. It was free from the because that's what who our sponsor is or Warrior. How, and it's like weird not using. And no matter what, I'm using a Maverick shaft, and I just. Always Maverick. I'll live and die by Maverick. As when I worked at the lacrosse store, my manager would always like not actually, but like in a joking way, he would get mad at me. Like Nate, like you know, you have to sell like other stuff, right? Like you can't just push Maverick on every single customer that comes in. We're running uh, out. Yeah, like Alonzo, I will never sell anything other than Maverick to these people. And he was like, and then eventually he just gave up because I told him I was like, I I don't want to sell anything other than Maverick. Like <laughs> please, like don't make me do this. <laughs> And if they didn't like the Maverick, obviously, I'd be like, all right, I'm still I have a lacrosse brain. Like, this will work. Mm-hmm. But always just push Maverick on these people that came in. Yeah, I think that my first stick was, I want to say it was Brian, that I was big Ugh. on for the first few years. That's youth lacrosse. Gross, dude. I, I had the blue and white um, STX beginner stick from the Dells. Is it Maverick STX? Am I tripping with that? No, they're no. two separate brands. Very different. Okay, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> you know how they have like two different names? Shut up, idiot. <laughs> That's because they're two separate brands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those things. I thought uh, they had like a collab or something. I don't know, man. I mean, you can put probably. one on the other. Yeah. You know what, man? Stop talking. Stop talking. I love it. He's, he comes on our show and he tells us to shut up. Yeah. No, I said shut up, idiot. Uh, yeah. Come on, man. That's insinuating. Why are you talking to yourself? Wrong. Why are you talking to yourself? Why are you talking to yourself? Yeah, I, I started with Brian and then I'm pretty sure I went to Warrior next because I used an Evo for a while. And then I graduated to now I'm STX and I'm a huge fan of the Stallion. I loved the U700. I think I have the U900 right now. Or no, I have the Surgeon 900 right now. And I really like it. Um, and uh, I was using the SDX Fiber Shaft, which I broke two of them in a week this year. 
And I was furious about that because it's a nice ass shaft. Like I really, you know. Yeah, I rocked the uh, hyper light so that thing could snap at any moment. Who? I said I rocked Est. it. <laughs> <laughs> you scoped oh, gotcha. that. Oh gotcha. my god, I hate you. Uh-oh. That was fucking good. Give me uh, some. Uh, give guy. me some. Good. That was good. That might be the moment of the year. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to clip that. Um, but yeah. Uh, what's been your the funniest thing that you've uh, been able to experience here at Cabrini so far? Oh, that's a tough question. Because you live a pretty funny life. The funniest thing? <sighs> it's going to be in the classroom. No, nah, the on funniest the field. things happened to Henry. Okay. So, one of my housemates, Julian Verona. Yeah, I'll name drop his full name. I don't care. Middle name? Social? Jay we'll Grant. get to that after. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, he loves to... <laughs> this is just one little thing. Granted, this happened like two days ago so like this granted fresh it happened two days ago it happened five days ago it happened a week a week ago it happened two weeks it just it's every it's week. Julian loves to play with fire don't know why but every single time I tell him to stop but he always just likes to light things on fire in the house like at all times and he's playing it'll, it'll be paper tissue the wall and he'll just the house. Like, light it up. And he'll, like, I was like, what do I do with this if, like, <laughs> it, like, gets too high? And then as he's, like, mid-sentence, you just hear him scream and throw it. And then he runs away from it. <laughs> and then there's just fire on our wood floors. And I have to, like, run over and stomp it, up, stomp it out. Like, <laughs> this happens every week, guys. And every single time, like, Julian, stop playing with fire. We had the fire extinguisher in the closet all year. The fire extinguisher is now front and center in the kitchen because That's I do not why. trust. Yes, that is exactly why. Because Julian loves to play with fire. He also likes to draw on the walls, which it's kind of funny. It's hilarious. Carve things in the table. The post-it notes on the wall. Those are my favorite thing. My favorite part of the day is when I come home and there's a new post-it on the wall. Oh, my God. The foul things that kid writes up. Post-it notes awesome. that my mom has come into the house <laughs> and seen and read these words to me, and I'm just like, Mom, please don't let those words ever come out of your mouth again. Like, stop, stop. Like, who is Mr. Pecker? <laughs> oh my God, that's not even. She has seen so much worse, and God bless her soul for like being cool about it. <laughs> it's like she, it's like, just there's just new things in the wall like every single time. Also, like in the. Uh, believe it was the hunter waldron podcast maddie williams just going through the door granted like i was the one that told him to do that yeah it wasn't like but the door was broken so like we already had to fi- figure it out but like we were like we were a taking week before, turns to store just yeah like a week before we were like who can we convince to run through this wall to the, run through this door and we we're like maddie williams and i was expecting like a shoulder like maybe like go a little in no and to all you listeners, you've heard it on the Hunter Waldron oh, uh. uh, <laughs> podcast. He went head first into this door. Like, that's a football tackle. Like, he's Some dead. Team. It was he's, a spear. He's paralyzed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of crazy shit goes on in that house. And like, just like it's not like on a random Tuesday night, the craziest things will happen. Like one of the most my fi- one of my favorite video in that house is just. On like a Wednesday night or something, 
me, Julian, no, actually the four of us were upstairs, and like, there's just a video of like, Gers like, takes like a thing of, like, some like, bucket, and puts it on his head, and calls it a football, and just goes, put me here, coach, put me here, coach, <laughs> and then just like, runs through Julian, like, I go, I just like, scream at the top of my lungs, like, ready, set, hut, <laughs> I hand it off, and like, Gers, you can tell he's a soccer player, that he played soccer his whole life. From this weekend, him throwing, trying to throw a football. Now, watch me handing off a football to him. Like, I'll pull this up right now. You guys listening to the podcast, you can hear it. Um, I've seen this video so many times. I love it. And I think the fact that he didn't know how to hold the football was even better because he just—he was just going out there with pure heart and grit. You don't need skill when you got heart and grit, man, or grit and heart. That's kind of—that's kind of the better term for it. It's just, Gers just proves that's all you need. Doesn't matter about how it looks, how shiny it is. He just ran through Julian. That's Julian Gers. did not know what was coming. That's, that's just a random like Wednesday night. And then like shooting like an axe can with like shooting an axe can at like. Out of flame, because I don't know why, but like my whole house just like loves fire. <laughs> and every single time, Gers goes, "No, it's okay, Nate. I'm a firefighter. Or I was a firefighter." And I go, "Gers, tell me about you being a firefighter." And it was like some junior firefighter like thing in like Springfield, I guess. Halloween and, when I was six years old. And like he got kicked out apparently. Like he wasn't <laughs> like they literally said like you fire. can't you can't do out. this anymore. <laughs> like. It was like through the I think the, through the Springfield Fire Department. I'm pretty sure, 99 percent sure, he got kicked out out of that program. And every single time, every t- every time there's fire, hey, it's okay. I was a firefighter. We're good. No worries. And they play with fire. Yeah, like, like I said, like Jack's the guy that like locks himself in the bathroom just to break down the door. He's the guy that sets fires as a firefighter just so he can put out the fire. You ever seen the movie Firehouse Dog? No, I haven't. All right, goaded movie. Uh, anyways. Julian that's the oh. that's the person like the bad guy he sets fires and he's a firefighter and he's like a pyromaniac but he like ends up killing his brother because he set a fire watch out Mike Mike Curse it back and oh, then shit. I also got another audio right here let me find it of Julian with the fire uh talking in a set oh I don't know if I can find it it was so I, good I remember the Gers axe can video because I think Jenna was there and she was the one who sent it to me where she was like get me out of here like help and it's just Gers lighting a I want to even just say it was a normal just Bic lighter and then spraying axe and him not realizing that axe is very flammable and it creates a flamethrower and you just see yeah. the look on his face like it goes from fear to joy so fast because he's terrified he didn't realize what he did and then he was like oh my god this is amazing I want to do it again I'm going to do this every day <laughs> so to all the listeners here's a video of Julian realizing the flame got too big and he didn't know what to do with it so he threw it this is a man oh ah! <laughs> And that was 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. What's your, uh, yep. what's your lens award's name? Bill. Bill, oh, what's up, guy. man? Hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> yeah, Bill sucks, dude. Yeah, talk about we that. Hate, we hate Bill. Bill. Talk about uh, your lease because you're not going to be able to live at Henry next year. No, we are we're not. moving houses. Yeah, we're moving to Conchi. Um, 
our asshole landlord tried raising rent by 400 bucks and yeah we love our house but like that house is not worth an extra hundred dollars our piece of shit it's a piece of shit but it's our piece of shit but it's not an extra hundred bucks a month worth of a piece of shit so we got a bigger house in conchi um we got bear evans moving in now Shout that'll out be bear a fun evans time episode. we love we love bear evans bear evans bear evans um, so yeah, I think we're just going to find a new house to cause some chaos in and make some good memories and hopefully not burn it to the ground. Yeah. That's, that's good. always the goal. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to about living in Conchie? Um, honestly, like being able to like walk to places like we're in Wayne now. The only place you can walk to is a neighbor, like any other neighborhood. Like I can, we can just go anywhere we want like we were actually in there today because we were moving stuff into jenna's because of the 15 day period we we're moving stuff into jenna's house and we looked at the house and i was just like yo like you got great american right there there's an oh my god fridge fridge guess how far there is an insomnia cookies on that strip you didn't know that no i did not know that and i freaked out in the car when i heard that you're gonna be there number i can one walk customer. to insomnia cookies and I can walk to Great American. I can walk to Boathouse. What is it? Isn't the Goat's Beard in isn't the Goat's Beard really good too in Conchi? Uh, Goat's Beard's in Wayne. Yeah, what? Goat's okay. Beard, yeah. Okay. I've never been there. I just my bad. I've yeah. I've heard a lot about it. It's really good. Yeah, you should go there um, one day. But like, you can just like go anywhere you want, and like you, there's like three other houses in the area that we can just like walk to, save a lot of money on Ubers. That's true. Because Ubers will that. get you. Oh yeah. my god, they're the worst, dude. Yeah, for reference on the whole insomnia thing, the last, I want to say what, it was a month ago when this started, uh, Nate yeah, has had a crippling insomnia cookies. Oh my god, addiction. no, it's actually like, it's like a problem. scary bad. Like, I want one every single night. And like, I think in the last month, I've probably been like 15 times, so like that means I'm going like, I'm going like every other day. And like, I'm driving from Wayne to Bryn Mawr just to get two cookies and a milk. And, like, it's so worth it. And, like, yeah, oh, 10 bucks? Okay, cool. 10 bucks every other day, like, for two cookies and a milk? Like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> sign me up, dude. It's so good. And, like, it's they a problem. Really good. And I actually haven't gone in, like, a week because I told myself I was a piece of shit. And I can't be doing that anymore. But right now I'm thinking about going to Insomnia Cookies on the way home after this. You should, uh, you should get a job there. Imagine. Am I, and that I would be a problem. Yeah. You would consume so Speaking many cookies. Of this, you guys want to hit insomnia cookies after this? I think we might have to hit insomnia cookies after this. <laughs> I was even saying the goat's beard. Because nah, nah, nah. Let's get some cookies. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. <laughs> that is the... When did that saying start? I don't know, That man. was a this year thing, and now I hear it. At least once a day. He was and if born. I he looked up at his mom. And told him to <laughs> shut up, idiot. Yeah. She was like, "Stop crying. Shut up, idiot." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's really every time that fridge makes says me feel, a word makes me feel like stupid <laughs> because oh, I guess he's smart. So he makes he tries to make me feel stupid, and. Google. The sad what, what was the word that I said when you were like, oh, I'm going to be shower up and on my way? Oh, my what God. Yes. Okay, so listen to this, guys. I text him. And I go, all right, like, I'm going to shower, and then I'm going to get gas, and then I'll be over. That work? He goes, that would be stupendous. And I text him. I was like, dude, like, if you ever say stupid, should I go to the receipts? Go, go crazy. Yeah. Re- you know why I said that? Because I didn't just want to say word for the 15,000th <laughs> time. 
Like I try to switch things up every once in a while. I literally said, use a word like stupendous again, and I'm, I'm going to beat the fucking brakes off of you. <laughs> and then I think I sent the... Uh, I the, sent Kevin a- dropping, <laughs> the Kevin Malone dropping the ice cream. I go, yeah, that's what I thought, bitch nuts. <laughs> See, oh, my, one of my favorite text exchanges that I have with Nate is from last weekend. I woke up on, it was a Saturday, no, Sunday morning. It was right after the we had gone back from Boston. And I woke up and walked to Wawa for coffee because I said, you know what? I feel like a champ. Because he's a freak. I am, and I'm proud, and I'm just going to go do it. So I texted him right away because I was just like walk, walking, you know, just going to think of him and a text Nathan. Uh, so I was like, good morning, Nathan, his response. And I quote, good morning, you piece of shit. <laughs> to that, I always... Uh, answer in a, again, sarcastic piece of shit way. You always have the most flattering words for me with the heart emoji. And then I went on to ask him about uh, what was on my mind. But yeah, that describes our relationship. Yeah, it literally says like in a nice way. He's like, good morning, Nathan. And I knew he was saying it with that stupid smile. So I said, good morning, you piece of shit. Because you are, in fact, a piece of shit. And I love it. (laughs) And I wouldn't trade it for the entire world. Nate, just like every other guest here, um, I'm going to ask you to think of a game to play, a draft that we're going to have later. I have to think of this. Yes. Wait, I have to bring this up? You come up with the idea. Totally uncool. See, that just shows he's never waited until the end of an episode. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. right. Wait, say that again? Nothing. Idiot. Damn. Okay. Cool. He knows going all right. off. He's all right. popping off. It's all right. We're good. We're good. So we're do good. I have to think about it like on the spot? No. I told you you have time. You have time. Like we're just about an hour in. So uh, we're actually a little bit over. Uh, but like we just we'll we'll do it when we're like yeah okay I think it's time to draft. Maybe we're not over. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I just looked. The show it. goes on. I looked and it said fifty-seven minutes. So holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Look who's wrong now. No, uh, I, do, I, I do love how he corrected me, and I was like, <laughs> I was trying not. That to Actually, be, I was trying not. Yeah, bro. I was trying not to be the asshole. I was like, dude, I literally just looked. That, at cause I looked at my phone and it, I, I checked it. What was it? Seven thirty, and it's like eight eight twenty now. Yeah. And I, I didn't know how long we were into the pod when I checked my phone at the first time. So I just figured we were over an hour to clarify. Not trying to be a douche. I know. The price is wrong, bitch. I just, I, I, I just thought that was funny. Um, it, it was funny. Thank you, Nate. You are a massive Eagles fan. Go Birds! How did you become an Eagles fan in North New Jersey? Yeah, so it breaks my dad and my grandfather's heart. Um, my brother, obviously, when you have an older brother, uh, so it's actually funny. Going to school here, I have to tell. The, I think I've told this story a hundred times. Um, when you're younger, you look up to your older brothers. And my brother was, I think I was like, I don't know exactly, but I was like around like five years old. So like it was before I was even like conscious, really. Like, bef- like I remember like one day I just like woke up and I was an Eagles fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. memory wise, like the story of like how it is, like from my whole family, they were just like, oh yeah, Dan was a big Terrell Owens fan. And he just like looked at me and was like, Nate, you see that green team on the screen? Like on the screen? Like, yeah, we like them now. And I was like, Okay, like, cool. Like, sweet. And then since for 15 years, that's been my whole, like, personality ever since. And my mental health is on how good the birds are doing. <laughs> and I'm also, I'm, a, so I'm also a Yankees fan. And a, technically, I'm a Yankees. I'm an all-New York fan, except okay. for the birds. 
Just go birds. Go birds. And the Giants suck. Not a Phils fan? Go Phils. No, my so like my dad like Are my they grandpa, your NL team? Yeah, sure. But I don't care no, like I couldn't give less of a crap about baseball. <laughs> like I don't like baseball at all, but like I like the Yankees. Like the only time I'll ever watch baseball is if the Yanks are on. <laughs> I'm sorry, we were watching Impractical Jokers in the background. <laughs> Murder's bit a stranger's arm. <laughs> oh, this is the OG stuff when they have uh, Joe on the yeah, on it, yeah. Joe, Sal, Q, and Murr. What great guys. But speaking of the topic of your mental health being connected with the Eagles, <laughs> I'm going to ask you first about how you felt and where you were when the Eagles oh won. Oh, my God. Wait, when they lost? Or? When they won. I oh. know where you were when they lost. Oh, uh, yeah. And we'll get there. But. All right, all right. I got a funny story for you guys. Okay, so I was like, I was a sophomore. You guys were freshmen, right? Probably. I think I was a sophomore in high school, and I had a bunch of friends over, and like we, me and my family, and like all my friends watched it because like my brother Dan, who's the Eagles fan, was away at college, so he wasn't home, and like my mom literally like was just like Nate, this is your day. Like, whoever wants to come over, like, can come over. I don't care. You're not going to school tomorrow. Win or lose, you're not going to school tomorrow. Like, this is your day. Like, I've seen you, like, as a kid, like, going to sleep crying because the Eagles just lost the playoffs or didn't make them. Like, it was my day. And um, I had all the fellas. Like, Terrence was over. Nick was over. Like, Sean was over. All the hometown fans. Yeah. And um, we were watching it. And I had, like, a thousand mental breakdowns. I remember in the fourth quarter, I was just, I did not sit for the whole fourth quarter. And I paced back and forth in front of the TV. And I remember somebody going like, Nate, like you're blocking the TV. And I like screamed at the top of my lungs. Like, this is my thing. Like, I've been waiting this for years. I have struggled. I have seen them be terrible. I was like, this is my thing. This is my team. Like. I like yelled it like at the whole like living room, mm-hmm. and like they all just looked at me and they were like, "Oh shit, no, like, you're right. You do whatever you want, Nate." <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Like they they heard me like give like a whole rant about how like I've seen the Eagles be a terrible team and struggled through that, and they were like, "All right, like fair enough." Like even Nick, who the biggest Giants fan I've ever met in my life, was like, "All right, like fair enough." Like, and he and I paced back and forth, and they won. And I ran around my house, screaming at the top of my lungs for like 20 minutes after they won. I called Dan. Dan and I were like in tears, bro. Like, it was one of the greatest days of my life because the Eagles sucked, man. The Eagles sucked for so long. And that entire run came out of nowhere. Yeah, and... Going up against the Patriots, the dynasty Patriots, and being the underdogs. That was the big rallying cry for all the Eagles because also you had your MVP candidate quarterback. Oh, I thought it was over. Injured. But also Nick Foles is my hero. Nick Foles is the greatest man to ever walk the earth. God bless Nick Foles. I always say whatever team Nick Foles, even though he like ironically just got yeah, I was gonna say released he's an by now. the Colts. Um, like I always said from after that, no matter what team Nick Foles is on, that is my second favorite team. No matter what. And wherever Nick Foles goes, I like that team. Obviously, no matter what, go Birds. Yeah. Could be a whole new team tomorrow. 
could go 0-16 for 20 years. I'm a Birds fan until I die. You're going to be screaming go Birds at every single at, loss. Oh, at, yeah, exactly. But, like, Nick Foles, man, like, I got his jersey. Like, that, that man's hang is – there's a picture of him catching that ball on the Philly special hanging in my room at home. Like, that was the cr- – that was just – oh, that, it doesn't feel real still. Like, I honestly, like, I'm trying to, like, think, like, some parts of that game, like, I don't even remember. Because, like, I, like, blacked out, like, of, like, excitement just, like – not having like like it didn't feel real. Even this past year's Super Bowl just did not feel real. Yeah, and like the whole thing was like a fever dream. He Nick Foles is an icon, and now I need to ask you about <sighs> the loss. Nick, you can chip in here too because <gasps> I, I, think, I think I had the best seat in the house because I was a Packer fan. We didn't even make the playoffs. My quarterback is. Now in the New York Jets, and by then it was like, okay, he's not going to be back with us. And I was like subtly rooting for the Eagles because it's it's cool to... So, so you wanted your boys, like your boys were rooting yeah. for the Eagles. Like that's why Jack and my mom always root for the Eagles. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, Nate and Dan like the Eagles. And also it's like, I'm in Philly right now, so I'd be sick if they yeah. won. Like it was really cool to see them go on this run, to go to a couple Eagles games, to go to my first Eagles game at uh, the link this year against the Commanders and then the Packers. Uh, and like be along the ride for this entire run, and I was at the house with all of these Eagles fans. Uh, there was one Giants fan there. Shout out LC. But I, when they knew the game was over, I'll never forget this because we're sitting there and I'm like, "Wow, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl!" Like, fuck the Chiefs, low key. Like, I wasn't, I didn't want them to win. That's why another reason why I wanted the Eagles to win. But uh, and everybody, it just goes dead silent. That was the loudest quiet I've ever heard in my entire life. There was, well, there was like 15 people, like 15 of us. Yeah. It was dead silent. silent. You could hear a pin drop. And then. Fridgie's just trying to consult me like, oh, it was so bad. I know. I was just like, you're good, buddy. And and then King just like stands up and turns off the TV. He's like, I can't watch this shit anymore. I remember I looked at Gers and I was like, let's go. Like, Like, didn't even say bye to anybody. You stood up and left. I was like. Girls, let's go. We walked out of the house, and, the, and I tried to keep my cool because, like, there was, like, a bunch of people. Like, I walked out that house at Hector, and the second I got out that door, I screamed at the top of my lungs. Bloody just, murder. Just like, <sighs> like, just, oh, my God. And Vietnam flashbacks. Thanks, Fridge. Yeah, well, I remember. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I, I remember being the guy who, when King turned off the TV, I was like, dang it. Like, I like watching the trophy presentation. It, yeah, nah, that is kind of cool to watch. Yeah. But, like, fuck the Chiefs, bro. Seriously. And then I think. Mar- also, I don't like, I don't hate the Chiefs. Like, I don't. I wanted the Bengals to win the AFC. That's what I'll say. Yeah, that's fair. I really you gotta love them. Andy Reid, though. Andy Reid, fa- former Eagle, man. Like, yeah. Okay, obviously, we wanted the Eagles to win. But, like, if anybody's going to beat us, like, Andy it was Reed. Andy Reid. Like, and right. Travis Kelsey's so fun to root for. I yeah. was a big New Heights fan. And I, as much as people hate Pat Mahomes because of his family, dude, he's Pat, so Mah- Pat Mahomes is awesome, dude. He's so easy to root for. Yeah. People don't, don't like him because he's good. It's like why people hate Steph Curry. Yeah. Well, and, and then, like, again, I love Steph Curry as a player, but I don't like the Warriors because they win so much. Exactly. I'm a big... That's why people hate the Chiefs. I'm a big believer in I want new teams to be good every year. That's why I love the Stanley Cup playoffs right now that we have Dallas, Vegas, 
uh, Carolina and Florida. Wait, and Seattle got knocked out? Yeah, we I don't lost follow in, hockey. So we right. lost in game seven. That's it was a tough so one. Stupid. That was in the last pod. Shout out. Um, but, like, those are four brand new teams that weren't in the play. Actually, I think it's a rematch of when, well, Dallas-Vegas is a rematch of, like, a couple years ago. But, like, all these new teams that are good. NBA Finals. You have Boston and Miami against L.A. and Denver in, in the West. Like, these are new teams that two years ago, they weren't there. Boston was in the finals last year, but they lost. And I was really rooting hard for Boston. Sorry, 76ers fans. Uh, and I still am this year. Like, I think that's the team that I want to win the NBA championship right now is Boston. Um, so I love to You can't not love Tatum. Again, he's another he's great guy. He's a likable guy. guy, dude. And he's a hard worker. Like, yeah. he's, he's really built. Because he's Kobe's, like... Yeah, his protege. Yeah. He's a cool guy. But what are you most looking forward to this coming season for the Eagles? Just to watch Jalen Hurts ball, man. The chosen one. I just can't... Like, being a... Ironically, we were in our house. We were having a conversation how, like, Jalen Hurts just, like, gets bailed out a lot. But, and we, no matter what, we love Jalen Hurts. Like, I want to watch... I want to watch... A.J. Brown, like, bail him out again. I want to watch Hurts just chuck it up and just watch Brown just make someone look stupid. You know what I mean? 100%. I actually have uh, A.J. Brown's jersey. Really? Yeah. I got a Hurts, a Foles, and a Dawkins. Nice. I had bad luck. I had two Eagles jerseys in my lifetime before these three set of three. I had a LaShawn McCoy and a Deshaun Jackson. And both times I got those jerseys, I... They both got traded within that year. So I had bad luck, so that's why I went to the Dawkins jersey because I was like, all right, like, he's retired. He can't can't go wrong with that. And then Foles, no matter what, where he is, Foles is an eagle. And then after watching Hurts this year, I was like, all right, Hurts is the future of the Eagles. I was like, I can tr- I believe in getting you feel Hurts. Safe. Yeah. Do you have a number one or a uh... – Number one. Number Hell one? yeah. He's oh, number yeah. one, baby. The chosen one. The oh, yeah. chosen one. I have to figure out who I'm going to get my new jersey for because, obviously, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Don't get a love jersey. Yeah, Who's your get guy get now? Jones is, Jones is – no, like, you're, like, stud. Uh, Aaron Jones is on his way out, right? Mm, no, he's he's got another year. Um, I feel like there's no offense. Like, there's nobody cool you can get a jersey of. Christian Watson. I'm d- uh, Dude, because I was low-key a too, big too young. hater. I don't care. I kind of I kind of fuck with him because I was a hater at the beginning of the year where I was like okay another second round bust like this guy's just yeah. not really that good that one catch against the Vikings or the drop I should say where Rodgers put it in the bread basket oh he was and it terrible at first. right through his hands and at the end of the year he was a stud and he was just like making plays left and right so maybe a Christian Watson jersey mm, I might get a Jordan Love jersey but I also like don't want to get an OG haha Clinton Dix jersey dude <laughs> I miss haha so that bad. guy was a Stud, dude. Clay Matthews. Ooh, I could also go with Jair Alexander because he's. That's a, a okay. Yeah, no, he'll be a he'll be a Packer for a little bit. Yeah, he's a stud. And even when he's gone, he do, he did enough Mason as Crosby. a Packer. Mason Crosby, no. He's on his way out, right? Oh, well, he's probably gonna retire soon, or at least he I mean. should. Yeah. Like last year, all the respect to Mason Crosby. He's an all-time great. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. He has been struggling. Yeah. What is he like? Fifty. He's old. He's old. He gets grayer by the moment. He was yeah. good as shit there for a while, for a very long time. Oh yeah. Time. Led us to a Super Bowl. 
Fuck Aaron Rodgers. It was all Mason Crosby. Yeah. Yeah, if he doesn't right. make his PATs and field goals, we don't win that game. Period. His buddy on who was at the Vikings that year? Vikings? The Bears? What? Who, who was horrible at field goals that one year? Oh, what Blair year? Walsh. Oh, my God. Because he was the one in the game against the Seahawks. 12-yard field goal. It was, it was, it was double doink. Was that? That was. That's Cody Parkey for the yeah, Bears. The Bears. Parkey. Parkey, yeah, Because yeah, he, he was an eagle. Yeah, he got death threats. Oh, yeah. 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 Matt Dodge kicking it to Deshaun Jackson. Got mm. fired the next day. <laughs> Unreal. That's the life, man. It's you got to be perfect. Yeah. Especially as a kicker. Like, like you ever watch Blue Mountain State? Yeah. Remember when Harmon, or uh, he was like, I think that's his name. He was like, yeah, as a kicker, one day you're the most loved guy on campus, and the next day you're the most hated guy on campus. Yep. It's a hard life. It's all about you just doing your job. You're like a FOGO, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's one of those where nobody's going to complain when you do something right. But every or nobody's gonna say anything when you do it right. Everyone's gonna complain when you do it wrong. Because exactly. losing a face off, the third face off in the first quarter, it's not, yeah, that's not a big of a deal. No, losing the last face off when it's tied. Mm-hmm. It's well, that's what they say. The hardest thing about a DB is, like a corner. You could have a perfect game, and lock down a receiver the whole time. You get burned once in the last play. That perfect game that you just played, you didn't allow one catch. You just let up that game winning touchdown. Yeah. You you were an asshole. Now you're the most hated guy because you let up that touchdown. When you, but when they don't know that you were in press coverage the whole time, absolutely dominating your matchup. You're I think Ramsey said that ironically. He was like, "One play, you're done." You probably got burned that game. Yeah, no. But there, or there's like the Minnesota Minneapolis miracle where the DB comes out of nowhere and just misses the hit. But you have no. You have to actually watch that. Okay, so yeah, this guy like or is it was an a idiot. He's an idiot for that, but like, you ever watch the play? Like, actually, he went low. If he no, he went left. If he makes that play, he's a hero because he went to keep him in bounds. No matter what, I will still say that was the dumbest thing ever. No matter what, but he went for the home run and he tried to hit him on the left to knock him in bounds, and the game would be over. I feel like people give him a little too much hate for that, but like, let's be honest. No matter what, that guy sucks for that. But like, that's exactly what we're saying. He had the right yeah, idea, kind of. You know what I mean? It was the right idea, but like the other side of it's like, it was if risky. he hits him out of bounds, he never had the ball in bounds, so they don't have the yardage. So they have yeah. to get back to where, like the 35, I think they were at. Like They were deep. He just tried were, to overcommit to keep him in and end the game. Because yeah. he, he probably ran like, what, 40 yards? In, had to be. Yeah, probably it was like, a deep maybe, ball. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So. Captain Kirk. Or no, that was... Case Keenum. Case Keenum. You know what happened the next game? Yeah, you know what happened the next game? They lost 35-7. to They got pumped by the Birds in the the NFC Championship. At home. Hell yeah, Mando. And then we played at their place. And then we walked home victorious. Yeah, that was sick. Win the last game of the year. It's always the goal. 1-0 on the day. We were 1-0. What was that, February 4th? I don't know. Something like that. It might be February 3rd. That sounds right. It's different every time. But I feel like I've seen February 3rd, 2017. Nah, as like a date that'll live in infamy. We'll find that out. All I know is that um, Tom Brady, he ruined my 18th birthday because the Super Bowl was on February 7th and the Packers were in the NFC Championship. February 4th, 2018. See, I said 2017, so I was double wrong. I always think it was 2017. Because uh, it technically I, I was the 2017, 2017 season. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, um, every time someone says that, I go 2018. 
I, I know. You remember it. A yeah, date was it was my freshman. I always think about it because it was my freshman year. And uh, my teacher uh, in health and uh, gym, Mr. Barrett, he actually worked for the Eagles his entire life. And then that year, that football season, was his only year since high school. He did not work for the Eagles. And they won the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if he was the bad luck or, you know, just everything played out right. But, yeah, he was – he said it. I remember I was in his class and he was like, you guys are in the Philadelphia suburbs. Like, so much that – like, it's going to change. Like, everybody's going to be happier. Like, joy is going to be in the air. The school itself is going to be – That's why I wanted the Phillies to win. Even though I don't – even though I'm a Yankees fan, I wanted the Phillies to win. Because that would have been It brings people together. Yeah. The murder rate in Philly goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it might go up after that. No, I, no the death rate goes up. up, but the murder rate goes down. The, the crime rate goes up. <laughs> if everyone, they would grease up the poles, and it just wouldn't even work because everyone would climb. Hospital rates. They, you going to Broad Street that day? The Eagles one? Uh, not not one. The you went day to the parade, though? I went to the parade, yeah. We had off school. Um, I probably would have gone if we had school. When the Giants but. won two Super Bowls, we had school the next day. Yeah, same. They, they made the Seahawks a pretty won. big deal for us. But also, like, Philly, man, it's just different. It's, it's different, dude. They were like, and the whole thing was, you were either going to have school and less than half of the kids were going to show up. That's what happened with us. Or, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. So, Did you go? And also teachers. To, to the Seattle parade, yeah. It's, it was nuts, dude. I got down there, so my, my aunt, she ran a party bus because her, like, she lives in a cul-de-sac and all of her people wanted to go down. So I hopped on that, got down there, my best friend, Ryan, I, I, I literally get off the bus. I had a backpack on, right? had all my shit in there. Get off this bus. Ryan sees me from down the street. We're in Philadelphia, right? You have no idea where we're going to meet up at. We had the idea. Like, yeah, if we see each other, like, we'll just hang out, right? So he sees me. He comes over. He's like, what are the odds? And I say to my aunt, I'm like, hey, I'm going with him. So end up going with them. We meet up with, like, ten other kids. Um, I'm in ninth grade at this point. We're walking all these like side streets in Philly, going to Independence Hall, and we're walking down this one side side street, and we see like four or five guys sitting on like this porch outside of like a uh, like a row home in Philly, and it's five of our teachers, just Are like, you high school guys, yeah, high school teachers, just drinking beers like nine thirty in the morning. Like, nobody gave a shit. Uh, right? Nobody gave a shit, and we're just walking like, yo, we know you guys, and they're like, yo, <laughs> what's up? That's it was wild. it was so cool, yeah, and then. Yeah, that, that was a crazy day. I ended the day because I had to get back to my aunt and hop on the bus with her. Um, and like I said, I split up. So like we walked probably a good hour through Philly to get to Independence Hall from where we were at. And so I had to run back to the to the party bus. So I'm literally running back through Philly. And um, just like running down all Alone at like 15 uh, years old? Yeah, for 15, 16. Jeez. Um, but it, it, everybody was happy. Not, not dangerous uh, that yeah, day. So I'm, I literally remember running down like one way streets and people like were in the streets playing Pong, like that's drinking sick, and all that. Dude. And they were yelling, like, run, Forrest, run. And I, I thought it was hilarious. End up finding the bus at like random. Like, I was make, making like random turns. Find the bus. They were like, yeah, what's up? I got a picture right when I got back. Still have it on my phone to this day. Great day. Yeah, bad. Great day. Yeah, I didn't go to school the next day. My mom just like let me fuck off. There you She's go. Like, you got, you got it. Like, this is congratulations, your Nate. Like, congratulations. Let's go. You just won this. I think I cried that night. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. The like pain. not like like tears of just like couple tears. Like oh my god, like this is happening. Yeah. The people I feel the the worst for actually are my parents. Why is that? 
They were on a plane to Denver. No! They missed the entire Super Bowl. They heard some of it like through the radio, but they missed the entire Super Bowl because they were on a plane to Denver for a conference that my dad had to attend. It just all like this was like booked months in advance, so like it wasn't obviously like the Eagles. It you was can, like you can't change that. You can't change that. So they're on the plane. I had to sleep at my buddy Connor's house, um, so I'm over at my buddy Connor's. They're having a full blown party. It, it just did crazy night. The sense of joy that filled me. Speaking of this, yeah, I knew literally. I saw something. I knew I I knew I remembered something from like your Instagram. You have a picture. That's me, Connor, and From Ethan. when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Back in 20, February 5th, 2018. Fly, fly Eagles, fly. fly. Yeah. Dilly, dilly. Wow. Is that a comment? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Ethan There's one comment, and dilly, it dilly. is... Go Birds. It's loading. Oh, my. Dilly, dilly. It's <laughs> a <laughs> man that knows his Instagram. Yeah. Great night. Gotta um, get your comments up, man. Oh, come on. Figure comments. it out. <laughs> I care about comments. Uh... Where's the pick? Here, this is the goaded pick that I was talking about right when I got back to the bus. Wearing a, wow. uh, a navy, a navy beanie, a uh, a Kelly Green Eagles. Oh, uh, you love navy. <laughs> I love navy. What a flick! Yeah. I know. One day, I hope that I can relive that joy of winning a Super Bowl. We did in 2011. I was really young, so I don't actually. I wasn't a super fan back then, but um. One of these days, I believe that Jordan Love will lead the Green Bay Packers back to glory. Shut up. It's possible. And when it happens, this is, the first person I'm calling is Nate. The league is changing. This is for me, like, literally, like, freaking out. <laughs> like, everybody's, like, laid back. My mom took this picture. Everybody's laid back, and I'm just, like, You're dialing. There. Your eyes are popping out of your head. Yeah, like, I'm just, like. The veins are going yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm just blood vessels are popping. Nuts. So, ran around my house. <laughs> yeah. Now I think we need to have our lacrosse talk for the pod because this is a lacrosse. It is the lax lounge. We we do try to talk lacrosse at least once. Um, Some, you know, but it's not what we based this off of. So here is my question. This weekend we have the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. Who do you think is going to make it to the final four in D one? Who's going to win? And who do you think in D three? is going to make it to the final four and is going to win. So let me pull up the bracket. I'll, I'll shoot my, my four out real quick. Go crazy. Um, I'm going to go with a Tufts. Tufts win over uh, Lynchburg. Okay. Right. Uh, a CNU win over Dickinson. Salisbury over uh, WNL. And then who's that leave us with? RIT Middlebury. RIT Middlebury. I'm going with that exact, that exact go with final over four. Tar- uh, over Middlebury. For, so, Amanda, like, that's a crazy final. That's that's the exact that, thing I would. Let's said. be honest. That's the final four. That, that's that's the final four. Like that has been the top four almost all season. Yeah. Yeah. And so honestly, like it's it's crazy to think. I don't want CNU playing Salisbury. All right, so I'm gonna throw. No, but I want CNU to play Tufts. Yeah. And yeah, I want RIT, RIT to play Tufts. RIT Tufts to get into the championship. Right, that's a crazy honestly, game. Tufts. They should. They think like, should. They have the team. The thing is, like, the back-to-back. for them, that going undefeated is nuts. But, like, it only makes sense if they do. Yeah. And that's, like, that's where I'm at with it. That's the team that should be undefeated. Like, Maryland last year. Yes. Where, like, there's nobody that would, would beat this team. Yeah, nah. So, for D1, I got Virginia over Georgetown. 100%. 100%. Hop, or Notre Dame over Hopkins. Good pick. Penn State over Army. Good. And like you that. ready? 
I'm taking Michigan over Duke. Wow. I'm rolling with the with Michigan. Obviously, I, I don't know the if Wolves. I don't know. I'm not saying. Oh, I know for a fact they're gonna win. I'm just saying like Michigan's got some dogs this year, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if watch me like look like a complete idiot. Probably Michigan will. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. I said it out loud. So Michigan's right. gonna get pumped. It happens. Out. It happens. But like that'd be cool seeing Michigan and Penn State. In the final four. It'd be cool for, because Michigan, this is their first Two tournament. Yeah. Also, I hate Penn State lacrosse. I don't know why. I have no reason to. I just don't like Penn lacrosse. I loved Grant Amon. I loved Mac O'Keefe. I just, every single time I see Penn State, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I have no reason for it either. Fair enough. I understand it because a couple years ago, I wasn't big on the Penn State because of how good they were. Uh, no, they were never good, though. No, dude. when they had Amen and O'Keefe. Yeah, they made it. They made it okay, okay. They were the number they one never national did. champions. What? They were in the national championship. No, they weren't. No, they lost in the final they four. They never made it to the national They lost to Yale. I thought they times? lost to Loyola. Or I mean, how many times Loyola. were they in the national championship? They were, no, they were in but one have, final, in the, in the four final four ever. Think, Once. I think, yeah, it was just the one. It was at the link. They've never done anything other than that year. That's why I'm not a Penn State believer. So here's my D1 final four. I'm as much as I want Georgetown to beat Virginia so bad. I don't think that they can do it. No. Virginia over Georgetown, Notre Dame over Hopkins, which that Notre Dame Virginia match, it's really hard to beat a team Love twice. That. It's Love even that harder to beat up. them three times. So that is the match that I everyone wants to see. That's the winner the winner the national championship is that game. I really want Notre Dame to win too because they deserve it this year. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. They were, and they got jibbed last year with the selection, them and Duke, which usually I'm a Duke hater. This year I'm not that big of a Duke hater just because, again, they really haven't been great. Wait, who won last year? It was Maryland over Cornell. So it's been Virginia, Virginia, Maryland. Yeah. And Let's see another Virginia. I don't love see Virginia. I, I grew up. A, yeah, you're a Virginia guy. Because my grandfather, my cousins, my uncles. I don't like Virginia. Go Cavs, man! Come on. Go, I, you go, gotta root for the Cavs. No, I root for the Gabrini Cavs, not the Virginia Cavs. <laughs> they're also the Wahoos. Like they're they're fucking Wahoos. I'm good. Um, Duke over Michigan. I like that. I like that Michigan take. But Duke over Michigan, and then my bold one. I'm taking Army over. Penn I love State. that. I love that. Army's game against Maryland showed that they're here to stay. This is the year of the Black Knights. And if you don't vote for Army, you hate America. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, let's go Army. Let's go Army to win the Natty. Hell yeah. I think Imagine, that, dude. I can't. I that would be awesome. That'd be just straight awesome. Yeah. But they balled out against uh, Maryland, and I believe that that Maryland team is not as obviously it's not as good as it's been in the past, but it is a formidable opponent. That also with the Penn State Princeton game, Penn State really wasn't in that until the end. Yeah, but think about it. Maryland never had like a guy this year. That they, they were they very Bernhardt. They had like they who, had a good D. Who was their guy last year? It was Wisnowski. Yeah, like every year they won. They had like Rambo. a guy. They Rambo. had their guy. They don't have their. They never had their guy this year. They didn't. Well, like Maltz is good. Kelly's good. Burks is going to be that the fr- guy. Is that the freshman? Yep. Like he's good, but like none of them. I feel like were the guy. Next need- year they're going to be very. I think they're going to compete again for a natty. Well, no year. matter what, they will. They're Maryland. I mean, okay. No matter what. Make a point. And then for D three. So out of that matchup, I would say 
Final Four, Duke Army. Duke's going to beat Army when Army gets there. I would love that Virginia's to be a great gonna game. Beat Virginia's going to beat Notre Dame. Virginia's just better. I, so I said this earlier. It's really hard to beat a team twice. It's even harder to do it three times. And with how good Notre Dame is, I'm taking Notre Dame in that matchup. Notre Dame-Duke. And I think we get another classic matchup of Notre Dame and Duke in the national championship. The last time that they met was the uh, face-off overtime goal from, I'm blanking on his name. C.J. Costabile? C.J. Costabile on Scotty Rogers. Wow. I think we're going to get an iconic game again out of those That two. would be sick. That's what I'm rooting for. I want Notre Dame, Duke, in the national No, no, they actually think they met the next year in the Natty. They, they played back-to-back. They might have, yeah. Or maybe a year after that. They played another national championship no, after no, no. that. Or when that, Jordan yeah. Wolf ran past that double I think that against Matt in, Landis. That was in the Final Four, I think. Are you sure? I might have been because I think they might have played Syracuse in the final because I was a Syracuse fan, and I remember Duke beating us in the national championship one year. That's potential. That's a, That could be a thing. But either way, I want that matchup at the link on Memorial Day. And then for D3, I'm going to go with a similar group. I think that Tufts is going to beat Lynchburg. I think Middlebury is going to beat RIT. I think RIT is beatable. No shot. I think RIT is beatable, and Middlebury has the firepower if they are clicking. Last weekend, they weren't really the greatest team, I would argue, um, because they had the scare against St. Mary's and then whoever played in the second round, which was a good team, I want to say. Like, they had somebody who was um, not, like, a light opponent. But let me try to find this. Um, they beat Union, who was in the national championship last year. And Union is a good team. So I think that Middlebury win is going to set them up for momentum against RIT and the two-time defending national champions. I think they're going to slip up for the second time this season. And it's going to be to Middlebury, so they'll go to the semifinal. Tufts will beat the brakes off them like they've done the last two times. And then Salisbury over WNL, CNU over Dickinson. It's, it's hard to beat a team twice. It's really fucking hard to do it three times. I'm going to take CNU over Salisbury because both, both of those games have been low-scoring defensive battles. Well, I guess actually the first one, Salisbury. Kind Salisbury's of. offense is just... I don't think their defense is nuts. They're they are not... They're very well-rounded every year. Let's not be wrong. Yes. Their offense, offense that, outshines that, their defense. Those guys were fucking nuts. But when you watch them, it's it's holy shit, Cross Ferreira. Holy, holy shit. Jarrett Bromwell. Yeah, like just name the kids. Like, they're good as shit. But there's yeah. also kids on CNU that are good as shit. I think it, I Cook. think that game it has to be a defensive stand. Like the, to win that game, it's a defensive stand. In the coast to coast championship, which is their conference, which they played what two weeks ago, the final score was nine four Salisbury. It was nine four. Like it was just defense. And then the time they played them before that, earlier in the season, it was another. It was sixteen to eight. So Salisbury offense really showed up, and they like I'm not gonna lie, that was a blowout win. Like the eight goals from CNU is like. Not really a thing. It was like 16-4, I think, by the um, fourth quarter. But I think CNU has a squad. CNU beat RIT. That's what I'm saying. Earlier this year, right? Or they, did they, RIT they have them? it together? They they definitely beat a powerhouse. 
They, it was in the Mustang Classic. I have to fact check myself because I'm going to be really mad. Then it must be. Yeah, it must be because they didn't beat Tufts. They didn't beat Southbury. Well, yeah, they, uh, I think they played. York? Yeah, I want to say either York or Amherst, and they beat them pretty well. Uh, both good ass teams. Yeah, they are. CNU is sick. They have the win against Lynchburg uh, again in overtime, which that was a game I thought Lynchburg was going to come and steal from them. I can't lie. I about think that. Uh, this tough Lynchburg game is going to be tough Lynchburg. Oh, okay. It was so. Just by the way, it was CNU beat RIT fifteen eleven, and then they beat Dickinson the next day thirteen twelve. But um, wow. So the Tufts game against who's who's their opponent? It's Lynchburg coming up. The last time they played in a nor'easter. Yeah, I know. It was 19-4. yeah. And I think that it definitely slowed down Lynchburg's offense because you're not – nobody's used to playing in that. Like, let's be honest. That game should have been 6-5 and, like, a very low-scoring game. But the fact that Tufts, they're just so well-rounded in the speed they play at, Lynchburg plays really fast too. We've seen yeah, it. Yeah, but Lynchburg lost 5-5. What? They're our best player. Really? Well, Apparently he's injured. What's up with him? I don't know. But I heard he was injured. That kid was fucking good, dude. Yeah, he and was good. I, I just don't think that they can slow down the jumbos. So I think that game is going to be tough getting over 20 again. Lynchburg, I can see them putting up 10 goals, maybe 8 to 10 goals. But Tufts is just going to – and they're at home. Lynchburg has to make the drive up. Like that's that's really tough circumstances if you're the Hornets, but I think that's I'm, I can't even say I'm rooting for Lynchburg because I want tough. I think Tough deserves to win. They are the best team in D three. They're the most fun team to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoy watching them, and I think Tough seeing you would be a good game, but Tufts will still handle them. Yeah. By the way, I, I think I got a good idea for the draft. Perfect, because I think this I is think the it's coming up. Yo, yeah. tell me what you think about this. It's going to be a great idea. Best snow day activities. Snow day activities. Is there 15? You can come up with something. You can make up. You can make ideas? Love it. We're doing right. it. Unless snow you guys day. got something else. No, we're doing I, we, don't, snow we don't think of these things. Go this ahead. is not our draft. Go so number one. We'll, we'll do Rochambeau. Yeah, you have the number one pick. All right, all right. So here's what we're going to do. You're not going to believe this one. I love it. We did this. You are cheek-to-cheek smiling right now, so this is going to be great. So my buddy Chris had a quad. We would go on the roads and attach a sled to it with a rope and drive the quad with the sled. That is my number one. That was the coolest thing I've ever done in the snow ever. Sledding on a quad is your number one pick. That or is, a that, truck or any, a car. That does not take away sledding, though. Let's be that, honest. No, 100%. 100%. That does yeah. not take away that, sledding. No, that's snowmobiling with in, the sled. That's a, with that's the sled. A, that's a form of sledding. That's there are multiple one. forms of sledding. That's, we'll call that uh, ultimate sledding. Yeah. And it could be inside activities, outside activities. Yeah. You're driving an ATV indoors. No, I'm kidding. Wait, so we need five each? <laughs> It's it's a five. It's uh, a draft. Cool, that's five mine. item draft. That's yeah. mine. So you can that's, that's you can one. get creative. All right. So by the way, the season series is three two three, three two, two in favor of who? Yeah, that's you. I I give credit where credit's due. I, I know. I, I have no shame in it. it again. I have no shame in it, Fridge. All right. Here we go. Rock paper scissors shoot. Mando one. Went paper one nothing. It's a best of three series. Oh my bad. He doesn't listen this far. I know. He doesn't listen this far. 
Every, everybody who's listening right now, you're a real one. I just know you're, you're better <laughs> when than When you're me. on the show, it's going to be like, oh, okay, they do a best 10 out of three. Yeah, you're better than Nate because he's right now on the show and he's learning stuff for the first Wait, so like, <laughs> so like when I do the draft, like I have to pick it? Like you make the guests do that? Yes, we make every single guest and we tell them on the pod and like... Yeah, fuck off, Rich. Just shut up, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we call gaslighting. I literally, bro, I literally pointed out things from the last podcasts. I'm, I'm trying to win. Can you when? Just give us a second. I, you know what? When shut did up. did I ask? <laughs> I saw that one coming. He, he almost, I almost got him. Here we go. I down one out. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 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 What? <laughs> They will. <laughs> Let's go! Yeah. What a battle! What a battle! Wow, shit! I gotta shake you on that one. Oh, yeah, that was six in a row having the same thing. It, it was, that draw was wow. That was crazy. We just kept tying each other, and like, and it was perfect time on each draw. Wow! I should have shot you, and I still ended up losing. Yeah, you could have figured me out. I should have gone with. Uh, there Imagine was, if you would have gone with scissors. That I I would have given given it to you. Because I, I don't know what I would have done with myself. I'm trying to think what the, uh, like, rock, paper, scissors, not hack, but, like, joke was. When you're in a tie game, you could say something where it's, like, nuke. And then it just, like, <laughs> you just blow it up. <laughs> I would do that every once. I might have to whip that out. Just rock, paper, scissors, nuke. <laughs> and you're dead. All right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take sledding. Just, no, just, just normal sledding. normal. You go to a hill, maybe a park, maybe maybe a very... Fill uh, the jump. You could do anything on the hill. All right. You're just like, maybe you make your own hill. Well, that's my pick because making a jump is my favorite thing to do when you are sledding and you build a giant mountain out of snow. You fly down. You're at Meadowdale High School. You're at the giant hill back there. It's almost completely vertical. You get some insane speed. You jump off that thing. You're in the air probably – it feels like 20 feet. It's maybe three, but you're flying through the air. You hit the ground hard. You're laughing. It's like, it's sick. I have some awesome videos of like guys basically getting concussions because they fly off and then they just lose it. But that is the greatest thing to do when it snows in the state of Washington. I, I knew some kids that, uh, both of the uh, places that I go sledding, they, they have creeks at the end of them. And the one, it's a lot shorter of like a runway. I know multiple kids that have, on freezing nights, gone sledding and right into the creek. That's awesome. Oh, it's great to watch. <laughs> Imagine if it was ice, too, on that, and you just keep sliding. Well, it, it's literally like land and then probably a five- or six-foot drop down and then just water. That's Damn. like running, but it also like could be iced over. It could be ice if it's really cool. And it's freezing because it's snowing out. So the water is ice. Yeah. So, like, you know. Hypothermia and all that could be possible. I like it. All right, Nate, yeah. your second pick. You ready? My inner asshole is coming out right now. Snowballing cars. That's cool. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's respectable. Again, that's good. Yeah. It's hard to drive when it snows out, but make it a little bit harder for him. That's, that's good. Oh, it was so bad. Char <laughs> driving with this idiot. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take building a snow fort. A snow fort. Okay. A snow fort, yeah. My dad used to, he has the, uh, the snow, what's that, snow, uh, shit, what is that? Shovel. Nah, nah, what's that thing called? It's the, you push it. The uh, snow blower? blower? Yeah, the snow blower, yeah, duh. Uh, he had that, and he would literally blow all the, um, the snow that was on the sidewalk in, in our driveway onto our lawn, 
and it would just accumulate a shit ton of snow, and then you would just pack it, dig it out, have yourself a snow fort, and then with that, the next time it would snow, we'd have our snow fort there, because, you know, there'd be a couple days in a row where it'd be snowing, so we'd go back out with it. Got me and my brother posted up at this snow fort, make shit ton of snowballs, just like Buddy the Elf, and then it's him with a snow snowblower just blowing snow at us, and we're just... Throwing them, back, yeah, throwing back at them. Yeah. Good, Good times. times. Yeah, great times. All right, my number three pick. I have to go basic with this one because it's building a snowman. There's nothing better. At Meadowdale High School, one day, this is like middle school when it snowed, we went down and we just started rolling a ball. And we went up and down. It was on the turf field. We went up and down that thing. And it was probably like six feet tall. Holy shit. It ended up. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have a photo of it. I, yeah, you I better. You gotta pull that up. Um, but it was awesome. It was me, uh, my friend Jaden, and Sean Kalunga. Shout out to them. Uh, but we just went down there and fucking said, let's do it. I think somebody had started it and it was pretty big. And then we were just like, okay, this has to happen. Like, we have to continue this. Uh, I want to say it was right around here. Yeah, yeah. So we just made a bunch of these. They're, they weren't six feet. I remember they're they were, huge, but They're though. massive. There's, what, three, four of them? It's not like you can pick it up. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, How hard was it to roll? At the end, it got a little bit hard. But, like, it wasn't – it was hard, but not that bad because it is snow, so it's pretty light. But it did get dense, and, like, we destroyed them throughout the day. So – that's going to be my number two, building a good snowman or even just rolling a giant snowball. you got to love that. Yeah, your right. childhood memory. You ready for mine? Of course. I'm up. Am I ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Gaming with the boys. It's a good one. Okay, yeah. Gaming. You stay inside and game with the fellas. What's your go-to game when it snows? Black Ops 2. Fuck yeah, that's a great answer. That's the answer. That and then Fortnite answer. when you were in high school, but like growing up, Black Ops 2. The best Call of Duty game. Oh, 100%. Nuketown 2.0, best map. Yeah. Good times. Um, I'm going to take uh, hot chocolate. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't not, right? You go out. You're in the snow. You're playing, you're playing in the snow. You come back. You got a warm cup of hot chocolate waiting for you. You get the mini marshmallows in there. Yeah. Our routine was you always went to the back door to like get undressed with all your snow clothes. Yeah. And then put it all downstairs. Came up. Got some hot cocoa in you. That's that's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. Huh, I'm trying to think. So I'm gonna go off of what Nate said a little bit, but it's texting all of your friends when you wake up and you see it snow and you said, "What yeah. are we doing today?" Like making the plans and just figuring it out from there. Or even we would get like the night before the notice, like, "Hey, it's probably gonna snow tomorrow." Or like, "Okay, work. What time? Where are we meeting?" And it would always just be like, "When are we going to Meadowdale?" Like I, I walk over. Let's all meet up at my house. Let's go over. So, getting the rallying the troops. That's my number three. That's a good one. Tackle football. That's Ooh. a great one. Oh, that's a great one, Nate. I'm dominating this draft, guys. Come on, figure it that's out. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I have a good <laughs> I'm one. Next I'm dominating this draft. You have the number one pick, dipshit. Uh, yeah, my number one pick. You guys never would have guessed in a million years. You're supposed. I, to I think I have a pretty good draft going on right now. Yeah, you have a solid I think one. I think my next one is. I don't know my. I that was four, right? That was three. Yes. No, that was four. That yeah. was four. Because I said, um, sl- making a jump for sleds, snowman, and texting, texting your, your boys. So that so, was four. Just to clarify, this is a snow. This is a snow day off from school. Yes. I'm gonna go with sleeping in. Oh, okay. okay. You know, you're waking up early for school. 
Why not? Why not give yourself an extra hour or two? I thought you were gonna go it with snowed. I thought you were gonna go with uh, getting the call that there's no school. No, because that's not the school day. That's what I was gonna call you out on that. I was like, I but don't know also if that's it could be. Day. My mom's gotten some in the morning. Like it's five a.m. and it's like this is Interbury School District. No school today. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in and say, Hey, hey, there's no school in. at five in the morning when they wake me up. But mm-hmm. that's all right. You know, got got the good news. All right, my next pick. I'm gonna go with something that I actually did when it snowed over winter break for me. Go in the hot tub. Knock the snow off. The That's lid. a good one. Hop in. Oh. Make yourself into your own little soup and just enjoy the heat. You got the snow coming down. It's melting in the tub. You can have people over. You can, you're just, you feel like you're on top of the world. You're like Mother Nature wasn't expecting humans to be able to do this. Like it's 20 degrees outside and I'm sitting in a 102 degree bathtub of water. So that's my number four, hopping in the hot tub. All right, my number five, Fridge, you'll appreciate this. So obviously where I'm from, it's just woods and trees and every every road you walk down, it's just on the right and the left and in the front, there's trees. So like <coughs> just going on a walk and seeing, there's nothing more beautiful than just seeing fresh snow all in the trees. Because like when you're walking, like in like my town where like I grew up, it's literally just like a dome kind of of trees. So like it's li- like that and you're just walking and you're just seeing only white. And you're just and it's just beautiful. And you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you're going. Everything's brighter you're too. You're with the boy exactly, you're with the boys and you're just like Let's go on a walk. Yeah. I never thought I'd hear those words come out of your mouth. And I'm just, I'm just overjoyed. I, I'm speechless. That's actually me and, and me and Jack thing. Jack and I would go on a walk yeah. every snow day. Oh, that's awesome. That makes me so happy. I'm really proud. Yeah, so. but too bad we haven't had a snow day in like three years, man. It's called college. He's going on now. No, it's but like we haven't had like an actual snowfall. You're you're 100 right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, was there? Last year uh, there was. Yeah, there was one like this year we got like a couple flurries, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, last year we had. A couple. I wasn't complaining because I got plenty over winter break and it sucked. Cause yeah. snow's cool for a day. I agree with that. Snow's and then, cool for a month. No, it's cool for a day and it gets very old very fast. That's when true. it's repetitive, like when it's continuously falling. Yeah. yeah. The first snowfall of the year is always the best, and then right after that, it's like I'm done. I'm ready for spring. Yeah. I'm ready for. No, spring. I'm fine with all the snow in the world, in between. December 1st and January 1st. Once New Year's yep. is over, I want lax season to start. Get the snow off my goddamn turf. I don't want to run on ice. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. That's a great take. Thank you. December to January is the snow season. Because it's Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. winter wonderland. Even though we don't have white Christmases anymore. We've had the last two, three Christmases for me, I think, have been white Christmases. Not for well, that me. must be nice. Home. Yeah. P&W represent. I got to move up more north. You gotta move to Washington. Shut Just up. Do it. The place sucks. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Nick, last pick. So, I think if you were to ask a third grader, when they walked into school the next day, what they did on their snow day, it, they would they would say my list, right? It, it, they would start by saying, "Well, while I slept in, and then then I made a snow fort, and then I had some hot chocolate. I went sledding." Was I just like weird on my And then days? I had a snowball fight. Oh, snowball how did we not fight. think of that? A snowball fight is a, is one of the best things to do on a snow day. Imagine, oh. You know how many snowball fights I've been in in my life? 
Dude, recently, anytime it snows down, me and my brother, we go outside, we clean off our cars, and every time, without fail, I make a snowball, and he's cleaning off, just like, mind his own business, and I pelt that shit at him. And it, it starts a war, and it's mm. always a fun time, even even now. At 20 years old. At 20 years old. It's universally fun. It is. We would always do that, like, either me or my sister would go against my dad, my dad would throw something at us, we'd all attack our, my mom, or we'd just, like, throw them at the house. Like, just, there's nothing wrong with a snowball fight. And I'm a little bit disappointed that we let you have a storyline with your draft. Like, that team is extremely solid. Yeah. Every I'm, teacher. I'm very like, worried. That's a great, that's a great day, Nick. Like, dude, that, that's, every, every kid has experienced that day. I would agree. If they've ever experienced snow and if had you, a snow day. If you've had a life, you've experienced Agreed. that day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to end it off with a, another kind of, I wouldn't say regional pick, but something that you have to experience at least once. And that's playing a little stick and puck out if it's uh, street oh, hockey, hockey, if it's pond hockey. I've never done pond hockey, but it is a bucket list item if I ever learned how to ice skate really with well. That, man. Um, a lot of pond hockey in Ringwood. But street hockey is more what I was going for because you can – get out there in your shoes and you feel like you're on ice skates because the street is frozen you can skate around you can throw if it's not a puck it's a ball that you're just like hitting back and forth and you're making your own goals like that is a great time in the middle of the day just get the hockey sticks out pretend like you're in the nhl instead of playing shell inside go play shell outside oh yeah uh an honorable mention pick that i will make great draft by the way like we everybody had a good draft i loved how we were a little apprehensive at first, like there are fifteen things, and it's like, oh, 100%. I could yeah. name five more. That's what I'm saying. Like we got some honorable mentions. Like, that of I course, like there's a lot of things you can do inside that you could do on an, any day. Yeah, I I had hot chocolate, hot chocolate in the summer once. You know, it's not. I had not hot chocolate cold. in Massachusetts this last weekend. Not just True. a cold thing, you know. It yeah. doesn't have to be cold to have hot chocolate, but it just it hits. It hits harder. a lot harder. It does. Candy cane, hot chocolate. Candy, candy, but you do down. need it to snow to have a snowball fight. So yes, um, <laughs> I'd hope. <laughs> or you could get those like uh, cotton ones. My like dad the, bought me them for Christmas before. The just add water snow too that you can just make it a winter wonderland any time of the year. But my honorable mention because this is something that we did two years ago was go indoor ice skating when it's snowing. Why you would want to do that, I don't fucking know, but we did it, and it was a blast, and there was a lot of people there. I was going to say, was it crowded? It was, surprisingly. That's hilarious. Like, there was, it was fucking dumping buckets outside of snow, and we were like, yeah, let's go indoors and like play in something that'll be arguably colder than it is <laughs> outside. Um, yeah, that was a funny way that I got wrapped into that. My honorable mention would be one time we thought it'd be a good idea you know that hill in front of my old house? Yeah. That's like a, a big, very long, steep hill. When it was snowing and icy, we would see who, at the, you'd go to the top of the, a regular bike, a bicycle, see who can get farthest down without eating shit. <laughs> very dangerous. Very stupid. It sounds, it sounds awesome. Yeah. But yeah. You were, see did you wear a helmet or? No. I think as we, when we were like real... Actually, no, I think I only did it like twice. I don't think we did, man, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy really Burke is stupid. naked and the guys just all stopped. <laughs> Another honorable mention. Recipes, Jimmy. <laughs> Piling up snow and jumping off the deck. That's, that's a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but one time, I didn't pile up, up enough snow and hurt my ankle. Wow. 
But if you pile it up enough, you jump off the deck. It's like you're like that was that was, I, we used to do that a bunch of times. That was always fun. I was gonna go with the uh, the lazy pick of the day. Uh, movie marathon. Oh, yeah. hell, that's why I said gaming with the boys, but also like we Chris all gamed movies. with the boys on snow days. One hundred percent. When you marathons. when you got done inside, you're like, all right, let's let's hop on cot. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. let's play two K. Let's hop. Let's just hop in the Xbox. Do something. And then I watched a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, I I do have a dishonorable mention. And that's dishonorable mention. Shoveling snow. Oh! Now, I'll, I'll give an honorable mention to shoveling snow for money. Yeah. Oh! Okay. Me and my buddy Sean. Because I was going to put that as my five, year. and I was like, nah. Nah, it's not that. But it's definitely not honorable. I made some but money. It could be honorable. It's like doing homework on a Sunday. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah. yeah. I made some good money one year. But yeah, and I, some of my friends, they, they insist on, and I've done it with them. Where they go out and they make a couple hundred bucks. If yeah. you, so I will. If you agree. hustle. I will agree. If you're getting paid, it's worth it. When your dad says, hey, we're going outside and you're helping me shovel the driveway, it blows. Yeah. It's awful. But like you said before, I don't mind the first the first time. Yeah. I really don't. Because it's like, all it right, is, this, it is, is satisfying. this is nice. Once I get this over with. Look at these lines. We're good. It's yeah. low-key, extremely satisfying. When I say low-key, it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Uh, the worst awesome. is the big blizzards, though, where you have to go out, like, do it once, then do it twice. Yeah. Because like, it's like, oh, oh, we're getting a foot, like, we should probably do it every, like, three, four inches. You ever make a, uh, like, a snow cone with snow? Like, snow that, like, piled Oh, up. I would do it with I soda. Mean, I've made... I would put s- I did, yeah. snow in a bowl and then put soda on top of it. it was I mean... fucking gas. Don't eat the yellow snow. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's the life having a dog. Yeah. <laughs> the blue snow. Great draft. Be. So let's do a recap of our teams before we uh, before we close out. Nate, what was your squad? Um, sled attached to the... ATV. ATV. Gaming with the boys. Snowballing cars. I think that's why we didn't take snowballing. Or I didn't, because um, he said snowballing cars. What else did I have? I'm just trying to see how I let that slip to you at five. Yeah, what else did I have? It's just me being frustrated. Um, um, uh, gaming, you already said that? Yeah. yeah. It was... Jumping off the porch. No, that was an honorable mention. Honorable. Um, Crap. What was your... So, gaming, the sledding with the ATV. Snowballing cars. Snowballing cars. Uh, it was something playing. Football, Football and the walk around the snow, yep. with the, looking at the snow. Yep. There we go. It's good. It's a good all-around team. And yeah. great stories behind that. Right? Yeah, Everyone had a story. Truly. Mine was uh, sledding, snow fort, hot chocolate, sleeping in, snowball fight. Good picks. I had building a jump for sleds, building a snowman, or just rolling giant snowballs, hopping in the hot tub. What was my three? I really should write this down. This is yeah, I've I've written. I, I that. just smart. noticed that, and that's very smart of you. Um, my last one was playing stick and puck, just going outside. Stick and puck, yes. Uh, street hockey, so and then three? my third. Oh, uh, getting the troops together, rallying the troops, and like oh yeah, seeing what everyone, uh, getting your plans together. That'd be my pick. Very fun. Yeah. Again, we crushed that Great draft. Job. We did. Never, never just... a bad draft in the last one. No. And I think this was a awesome conversation. It was it was a great time. It was just awesome. It really yeah. was. Can you tell in the tone of my voice I'm getting sleepy? A little bit. <laughs> but also, um, no, your energy was just through the roof from the beginning. Usually yeah. there's an adjustment phase where it's like, Yeah, you whoa. were really, like, you were better than 
Waldo. 99% of people. Waldo was the best so far with, like, just getting going right away. Yeah. I think you topped him. Really? I think so. I'm honored, fellas. I would argue. Thanks, it is, thanks it has so been our much pleasure. for having me. It really has. Yeah. We're glad we finally uh, were able to get you on here. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. We, we actually had no idea if we wanted to do this today. I looked at Fridge earlier. I was like, podcast today? He was like, yeah. Fridge texted me, and I was like, absolutely. And I was like, I'm going to go throw a couple casts, and then you tell me when to come. Like, And then he wasn't texting me because you guys were being we made late. I was like, let's go, Fridge, let's go. Well, I told I'm you. I'm excited. I said 7 to 7.30, and then he was like, well, I can come earlier. Like, I'm going to go do something, but I, I'm ready. So like, I'm going to come earlier. Knocking the door at 7 or 3. Well, I went, to go, so. I went to go fishing just strictly to kill time. And because I was like. Kill fish. Yeah, fishing sucks around here, dude. It's so bad. I'm getting pissed off. Yeah. I got to drive like 45 minutes if I want to go catch a decent fish. I feel like that's untrue, but yeah. Yeah. But also, I'm, I'm spoiled for, with what I catch at home, so I want to try and top that. Yeah. A lot of sharks. No. <laughs> Not at all. No. You don't have sharks in your lakes? You don't have sharks in New Jersey? I have sharks in, just in the pools. Just in the pools. Yeah. Sure. And gators. Yeah. Got to troop that gator. <laughs> I think on that note, we have one rule. Does he know what we do at the end? Probably of the- not, because uh, you don't fucking listen to our show. He doesn't make it to this at this point. So I want to... We shout out one person and one person only. Well, you, you know can shout out whoever you want, honestly. Yeah. Hey, shout out what anybody you, I want. What are your final words here? Make it wise. Just a shout out? Just anything. Like, what if we're about to stop recording and you are not going to be on the podcast anymore? What are your final words? Godspeed, brother. Fucking love it. Shout out, Jules. You gotta set. You gotta shout out, Jules. Shout out, Jules. Shout out, Jules. Fuck yeah! Great conversation. Thank, Good thank night, everybody. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thanks for having me, fellas. We'll see you next time. Yeah, I'll be stargazing. I'll be up in the clouds. I won't come down because I'll be too faded. Everybody wanna walk that talk. Wanna talk that talk like we made it. But they all gon' catch what I got. I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to act. He just be singing, don't know how to rap. Be running this shit like I'm Owen. She like a wave, I'm loving her motion. It's like I'm sipping straight up on the potion. Water be dripping, it feel like and the ocean. I know that I'm different cause I'm from the other side. She's saying that she want me, girl, that's capping, girl, you lie. Everything I ever did, all I do is right. You could never say it cause you switched the bang, you lie. Yeah, yeah.